Uh, so today we have uh, Ben. Tell me how you say your last name. I don't want to butcher it. Corliss. Corliss. Okay, that's what I thought, but you know, it just I wasn't sure. So, no, you, yeah, man, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, man. Um, I'm. Uh, I live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I've been a personal trainer for um, about 20 years now. Um, I run my own private train business from here. Um, I have a clothing line as well. I'm looking to start a supplement, uh, supplement line later on this year as well. So, uh, doing a lot, of, a lot of big things right now. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, how does, how does one, how does one get into like creating their own supplement? Um, so yeah, or I'm sorry, a lot, or a lot line. Of a lot of, a lot of it is, you know, just learning uh, over the years. I used to manage a few different supplement stores like years and years ago. Um, so that's really where I got more uh, familiar with the different uh, types of products and things like that. Um, what's good for what um, dosages, all kinds of different stuff like that. Um, and so what I found is like a lot, when we, the, the products that we get then like, a lot of the ingredients and stuff are not expensive products. You know what I'm saying? They're mm-hmm. uh, by themselves. If you're just putting stuff together on your own, it's not that much if you know what you're doing. Right. But I mean, I, I've, I've had people before that could get literally the same thing from Walmart for $3 in the vitamin aisle that you get at a supplement store for 60 bucks. You know what I'm saying? So why do and they, Oh, sorry. Go like, ahead. Go ahead. And that's like, that's consumer products. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, as that's not buying like the raw ingredients and making your own supplements. It's just literally getting the exact same thing in a different bottle that costs 20 times as much, you know? Um, so yeah, it's really just knowing um, the background of different products, what's good, what's, you know, worth the time, especially for, you know, starting something out. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm me, I'm my own thing, doing my own business. So I'm not this big, um, you know, company, that has, you know, millions of dollars to invest in a, every product under the sun just to have that. Right. So initially it's going to be bringing out, you know, the, the best uh, options for most individuals, and then we'll be adding new products as we go type of thing. But want to make sure that I definitely have enough uh, options in the first place that it's not like, Oh, here's some protein and here's a pre-workout. That's my supplement line. Right. Two products. No, we don't want to do that. So. So why, why you just said earlier, why is the price difference so much? And then like in a health store compared to Walmart perception, honestly, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, one of the supplements I personally like is, uh, it's called L arginine, which is just an amino acid, uh, which is a part of a molecule of protein. Um, but that's, that's, uh, one of the main ingredients in most pre-workouts they give you um, a better pump, right? It's going to put pump more blood into the muscle. Um, it's going to help the muscle expand and grow larger um, by putting more blood into the muscle. All of the nutrients and other supplements you take when that's digested and absorbed into your body, it goes into the bloodstream and then the bloodstream is what carries it where it needs to go so it can do what it needs to do. So the more blood that you pump to the muscle, the better everything else is going to be, right? So this L-arginine uh, helps... Uh, dilate the blood vessels so you get more blood pumps to the muscle so that product from like muscle tech or you know anything like that any of the major companies that are you know selling stuff at gnc or whatever other yeah. store um 
they're, you know, they're selling for people that are wanting to get the pump. They're wanting to get the gym. And so their value is 60 bucks. I'm like, cool, bigger muscles for $60. Hell yeah. They don't understand what's actually in the product doing that. And that you could just get that same thing, literally at Walmart for like three to five bucks. If you just go to the vitamin aisle at any, not even Walmart, any, any regular store. So is your supplement line is going to be more, uh, consumer friendly base, like I mean, not consumer friendly, but like price base. Like instead of being sixty dollars, it's going to be like you know, like for the same thing you could get at Walmart for five bucks. You said like, is it going to be in between? Um, I'm not. I, I don't know price points yet. You okay. know what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean, I'll definitely have to see with with all other things involved, you know, as well. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely there's definitely a significant market, and and you can find that in other brands. You know what I'm saying? Like. I'm not, I'm not changing the world with what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Like my products are not, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have good products for sure, right. but I'm not, I'm not a scientist that's created something that doesn't exist. That's going to change the world, so to speak. Maybe someday that'd be cool. Um, but right now, it, yeah, it's just doing, it's doing my uh, version of the right stuff. And yeah, I mean, my, my goal is definitely to, you know, help people and provide good products, particularly with like what I do, you know, I have a, um, you know, doing a lot with, uh, uh, online stuff on social media. So I have a lot of people there that follow me, um, through, you know, the workouts and, and supplementation. I have an app coming out, um, this next week, a training app. Um, so having, you know, my supplement line to, um, you know, help the people that are, that I'm already involved with training wise, that's a big part of it. You know, obviously it's a business to make money. Um, but my, that's not my goal of doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not starting a supplement line to become a filthy rich person. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? I got you. Uh, I mean, I definitely want to, you know, have an ideal lifestyle that I, you know, am working for. Um, so yeah, I mean, I definitely, you know, I'm in business to make money for sure. But I'm not going to be marking things up 300% just because, you know what I'm saying? How'd you get started in fitness? That's my buddy, uh, actually, Lanier. Uh, what was that? That's my buddy, Lanier. Okay. Yeah. Uh, nice to meet you, man. Um, so I grew up playing hockey. I started playing hockey when I was like seven or eight years old, I think. I don't remember uh, 100%. Um, but my dad had taken my brother and I to the Mighty Ducks movie when that came out. And that's what got us into uh, playing hockey. So I started playing hockey with my brother um, in the driveway uh, at our house, um, played down with the kids down the street, eventually got into, you know, um, playing more organized hockey. And then, you know, in my teen years, I got to, uh, I was playing some pretty high level stuff. And I was at a, a tournament um, in Vancouver one time and I was scouted by a minor league hockey team. Uh, when I was 16, they wanted me to try out for them when I was 18. You had to be 18 to play semi-pro. Um, so they told me that I needed to put on some size, though. They said I was too small because I was like 135 pounds as a 16-year-old, you know. So that's what got me really into working out initially. My dad had taken me to the gym like here and there before that, but I honestly wasn't really into it. Um, but then when I had, you know, that um, opportunity – uh, come up and that's what I was trying to do at that time. I want to be a pro hockey player. Like that was a hundred percent my one and only goal at the time. So it was like, okay, working, working out is what I have to do to do that. Cool. Done. Started doing that. And then as my body started to change, cause I started to respond, um, 
you know, fairly quickly from just doing whatever random stuff that I knew as a 16 year old kid. Um, but then as I started to see my body change, I started to want to learn more how to do that better. Uh, so that's when I kind of got into, you know, learning, researching, uh, training styles, anatomy, nutrition, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then started, you know, changing a whole lot faster. And then I got really into that and kind of then changed my course and stayed in fitness instead of going the hockey route. Hmm. So how did you get on to like training people in online fitness? What was that? Um, uh, next online, yeah. Online. Um, I've been doing basically just this past year. So the online part is a little bit newer to me uh, in person training. I've done personal training for, well, 18 years now, 20, I've been working out for 20 years, a trainer for 18 years. Um, I used to be a fitness manager. Um, so I used to manage um, the, the whole personal training department at uh, different gyms that I worked at. And so I was basically teaching the trainers to how to be better trainers and stuff. So I did that for a while. Um, but yeah, then uh, we moved to, fortunately, uh, my wife and I, we, we started our own. She's a trainer as well. That's how we met. Uh, we met at the gym that we worked at. Now we're married. Long story, super short. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyhow, we, uh, we started uh, putting together a gym um, at our house uh, fall of 2019. Um, just buying equipment here and there and piecing it together um, to what I have now. And so then we left the gyms that we worked at. I quit uh, where I worked um, January, 2020. She quit in February of 2020. And then as we all know, um, March, 2020. Yeah. Is yeah. This shit. So that was interesting <laughs> on the one hand. Um, it was uh, in the, in the, definitely a blessing because we had this then like everything shut down and our gym was already up and going, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I had a place to work out had a place to train our clients. Um, it was definitely a struggle, you know, starting that literally the same time as the pandemic. Like, uh, my wife quit her job three weeks before the lockdown orders went in place. That's insane. So like we, we started about as possibly close to, <laughs> that pandemic as possible. Um, so yeah, it was interesting um, growing our uh, in-person training business over the past two years with all of that going on. Um, and because we had like, we brought some clients with us from where we worked, but we were both managers. She was the same thing. She was a, a fitness manager as well. So we worked at different clubs and ran the training department at our own clubs. So that was also why we're like, okay, why are you each running a separate business for somebody else when we could collectively run our own together, mm, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that made a whole lot more sense. Um, so yeah, we, we uh, were, you know, fortunate um, that we had our own thing and didn't have to lose our jobs because more likely than not, we definitely would have lost the jobs. Um, most of the fitness companies uh, had to cut a lot of management uh, just to save money with the pandemic and all the, uh, how much they got hurt. So yeah, it was, it was definitely an interesting thing the past couple of years. Um, and then, yeah, making the move to, to online. Um, that's just the way a lot of stuff is going. And it was, it was definitely different for me at first, but uh, adjusting to it is pretty cool. It gets, allows me to work with a lot more people literally all over the world. I mean, I have people in the UK, I have people in, uh, in, uh, uh, Australia as well. Um, a lot of different, um, 
a lot of different countries. So it's cool to be able yeah, you have access to way more people, but then also like more the right fit type of people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm kind of a unique uh, person, uh, particularly to look at. Um, so, you know, some people are super intrigued by that. Some people are like, oh, I don't know, this guy looks scary. You know? <laughs> so it's one thing, you know, when you go to a gym and you don't know what to do and you're interested in working with a trainer, you kind of find what that the guy that that gym has to offer, you know what I'm saying? Which may be good, maybe not. It may be really, really good, but just not gel with you as a person you know, that as well. So that's where I found that doing, doing this has given me uh, access to more people, um, but also more of the right people that are a right fit for me, the kind of people that I like to work with. But at the same time, it allows people to find someone like myself or somebody else, right? I'm not the only one. I'm definitely would say I'm the best one. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many people, um, doing online that you really have the market of whoever you want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The internet has really changed the game for a lot of fields. I mean, like you yeah, said, yeah, people in Australia and all over the, you know, the map. So well, how did those people find you like from Australia like, to become your clients? Um, mo most, all this has been through Instagram, you know, okay. so I, I, I post every day, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff it's every single shit. day, um, hashtagging stuff. Um, the, the big ones I do now are the, they're called the Instagram reels. They're uh, basically Instagram's version of TikTok. Mm -hmm. So TikTok's super popular. We know that um, Instagram is trying to compete with them. So they have their, they call it reels. It's the same exact same thing. Um, but they're really pushing that as far as how that algorithm shows content to people. Right. So if I post a picture and I do all the same hashtags it's going to get shown to however many people say it more than a handful, but for a descriptive word, we'll call it a handful, right? Versus if I do, I post a reel, all the same hashtags, I do the exact same thing, post them at the same time, tag the same stuff. That reel will reach far more people because Instagram is showing those to more people because they want people on that and not on TikTok. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's the part that's like, it's frustrating sometimes um, because you have to figure out all these changes. Like there's no announcement. Nobody says, okay, guys, we're going to start pushing reels now. So do that. They just start doing that. And people have to kind of find out and figure out how to adapt and play the game. So it's different. It's frustrating. Um, but, uh, you know, as, as I've gotten the hang of it, um, it's, it's starting now to become kind of more of a, a second nature thing to me, like, like training is, I mean, I've been doing that for so long. It's just what I do every day. Yeah. And so, you know, this is kind of how I found you. I was just scrolling through Instagram, like on like the think the, you know, like the homepage like yeah. when you go to the search page and I just keep uh -huh. on looking and looking and I, was, and I, I saw your picture and I was like, dang, look, this guy looks fucking like a sab. Let me click that shit. So I clicked yeah. it and I was like, oh, this is cool. He's a workout. He's a, he's a trainer and stuff. He's a bodybuilder or whatever. And I was like, holy shit, this guy's got some really good stuff, man. And then I started reading the yeah, people, your good. comments to people that posted on your stuff. And it just, you know, and I was like, you know, I'm going to send him a message. Maybe he'll uh, do the podcast. And here we are. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm always, yeah, I'm always down to, I'm always down to help people. And like, that's the thing is I, I do my absolute best to get back to every single person on there. And I mean, it's, it's grown so fast. I've, I've grown like 
I grew 5,000 people in a day, two separate days uh, last nice. week, you know? So yeah, it's, it's going real, real fast, which is really cool. So yeah, I'm getting real busy real, real quick. Um, so yeah, I tried to get back to everybody, you know, I try to answer questions because um, I know what it was like, you know, in back in the day um, when I didn't know what I was doing and I would, you know, just want help or I would find somebody, you know, that I looked up to and, um, you know, asked them a question and, and when they would get back to me, I'd be like, Oh, that's so cool. You know? And so now people are doing the same thing with me where they'll, they'll hit me up and they'll ask me a question and they're like, Oh my God, I can't believe you responded to me. And I'm like, yeah, it's crazy <laughs> because for me, like it's still a little bit newer in the beginning of all of that busyness. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm just being polite, man. Like, yeah, you asked me a question. I'm going to answer you, you know? Um, so I try to, you know, give people as much valuable information as possible. You know what I'm saying? Like when somebody asks me a question, I like to answer their question in depth. You know what I'm saying? Um, because to me that creates more value. Right. And like I said, I mean, I'm not like, I'm definitely, you know, a business person, right. You know, I make a living and, and do well. Um, but that's not my hundred percent goal. My goal is not like, Oh, you have a question Buy a program and then we'll talk about it. Type of right. Thing, you know what I'm saying? My thing is if, if somebody asks me a question and I give them just like a little short answer, because I don't want to give away too much for free, that's not really creating value. They just feel like I don't know anything because I didn't really tell them much. They're like, well, that wasn't really helpful. It was like a little bit helpful. But if I give them, you know, actually take my time to give them an in-depth answer and explain the how and why of what I'm saying, not just giving them an answer. One, people appreciate just taking the time to pay attention to them, which is you know most important. But two, on my end, as far as like from a business standpoint, if I give you one piece of information that's extremely valuable for free, you're going to be like, oh shit, like what else does this guy have to offer? You know what I'm saying? Like if he's giving me this for free, what can he do for me if I paid it? You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's my way of helping both people, right? Like it helps them by answering their question in depth. It gives them a good answer to the question they had. But in doing that is kind of a way of me marketing myself as well. Is you know, I'm showing them, yeah, man, I can, I can help you. It, like I have actual answers, not just this is what you're supposed to do. Um, I had a, a guy, we, this is kind of onto a different subject, but sort of. Um, I done a video uh, a couple of weeks back about uh, cardio, why cardio is like the worst way you could go about losing weight. And in that video, and we can talk about it too, but in that video, I explained how and why that works and why that is. And this dude, you know, commented and, and told me I was wrong. And I'm like, okay, that's fair. Like we can disagree. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, we can talk about it, but you know, I already, I explained to you what I'm saying and how that works. So if you disagree, that's fine. Like I'm open to new information, but can you explain how it works? And his answer was cardio burns fat. And I'm like, that's not an answer, man. Those are three words. <laughs> that are not true. Like, I mean, yes, it, it does burn fat, but it, there's a lot more going on than that. So that's, that's my point is when people just questions like that, um, that's not the most helpful. Like I want to have an answer that makes sense that somebody can be like, Oh, I get it now. You know, they feel like they learned something. Was this so, a fitness person? 
Or just some random. Uh, no. <laughs> it's never no. It's never like a person in the field. No. <laughs> Can you explain the video or like your uh your thoughts yeah, behind so, it? Because I've heard that before too. Yes. So that's what I tell people. And so part of it is is I say it in a really kind of blunt way to get people's attention mm-hmm. when I say that cardio is the worst thing you could do to lose weight. Because they go, What? Because every most people think you have to do cardio to, to lose weight, even even competitive bodybuilders to this day a lot of them still operate under that old information that oh if you want to cut you have to start doing cardio you lift when you're trying to bulk and then when it's cutting time yeah you diet but then you got to do your cardio and i'm like no it's just not the way it works so the way that it works is uh whatever type of training that your body does so that's the thing too when i tell people that uh, cardio is the worst thing you could do to lose weight. I'm not saying that it doesn't work either. Right. Because that's what people will tell me too. I lost 50 pounds doing cardio. Cool. You absolutely can do that. I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm not saying it's ineffective. I'm just saying it's the worst choice you could make mm. as far as a way to go about doing it. Um, and so the reason is, is whatever type of training that you do, your body adapts to get better at that. Right. So if I'm training for strength, I'm going to get stronger. If I'm training for speed, I'm going to get faster. And if I'm training for endurance, I'm going to develop better endurance. Cardio is an endurance exercise, right? So as the more cardio that you do, the better that your body gets at endurance. So part of the way that your body gets better at endurance is it becomes more efficient at using energy, right? So that means that like, if you're running a marathon, you want that stored energy in your body to burn slowly. So it lasts for that whole race, 26.2 miles, right? If you, you know, burn through that energy very quickly, you're going to be gassed out after the first five miles and then still have 21 more to go or yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So what the metabolism is, is how fast your body processes energy. So when you're doing a lot of cardio, you're actually slowing down your metabolism, meaning you're burning calories more slowly, which is the exact opposite thing you want to do with a weight loss goal. The Mm. weight loss goal, you want to be burning as many calories as you can, right? To get that, unless you just want to take a long time to lose weight, which most people don't, they want to do it quickly. So on the one hand, there's that, right? That you're that doing a lot of cardio is going to progressively slow down how fast your body processes energy. So that's not good during that weight loss program, but worse off than that is then at the end, like when somebody does get to their goal, their metabolism has been slowed down because they've been doing like hours of cardio every day for months. You know what I'm saying? They've taught their body that, Hey, we go for these long ass walks every day or these long walks every day. This is what we do. So we need to burn this energy slow so you can keep doing this shit every day. So it gets your body you know, down to where you're processing stuff at a much slower rate. Then people go back to the kind of eating that they did before with a slower metabolism. And that's where they pack on even more weight typically. Yeah. So it's really kind of wrecking that. Um, there is a new trend called reverse dieting, which hmm. makes sense to prevent that or to counter that, but it doesn't make sense because it's just not necessary. Right. So the idea between, uh, behind reverse dieting is, um, you add calories back in slowly, 
Um, but then you decrease your cardio slowly. So if somebody was doing like getting to their goal and they're doing an hour of cardio a day, they would, you know, cut back to like 50 minutes for a week or two. And then they would cut back to 40 minutes for a week or two and so on and so forth down to they're not doing it anymore to kind of help try to get that metabolism to come back up after doing all of that cardio. So that's why I'm like, or you could just not do that in the first place and do it right. And not have to do all this other weird shit and changing things around. <laughs> so yeah, it just doesn't make the most sense to me. Um, so the way that I explain it is resistance training is the better way to go about that, right? Not necessarily just weights. I mean, there's weights, uh, bands, um, body weight resistance, uh, a lot of different types of resistance, but where you're actually using the muscles to move a load of weight right now how much you do is going to depend on different goals right if somebody's trying to be strong they're going to be lifting heavy right they're doing strength training they need to lift heavy weights if somebody's trying to build a shape it's not going to need to be as heavy still challenging right and heavy for the number of reps that we're doing but when i'm talking like heavy strength training we're talking four reps six reps eight reps would be high for strength um then we're talking for like building muscle shaping. We're talking 10, 12, 15 repetitions more around that range. So you're still using a weight that is hard for you to do for 15 reps. It's just going to be considerably easier if we're going to do that for a handful of reps. You know what I'm saying? So, how so many sets would what you that does. So when you do a set of say uh, curls, right. Of barbell curls, you pick up the bar, you do curls, you know, five, six, seven, eight, 10 reps you get 11 reps is tough and you go for that 12th rep and you get like halfway and you just can't finish that rep or maybe you try to to go and your arm is just like nope we're not moving this time where you, you gas out right you run out of energy you can't lift the weight anymore so you set it down you rest you rest for a minute or so you pick that weight up and all of a sudden you can do it again right yeah so what that is is because you've used basically not all but basically all of the stored energy in that muscle for that one set. That's why it ran out of gas. So you rest your body then transports more stored energy, which is like body fat, uh, glycogen, things like that. It transports more stored energy back to that muscle that's being used so that it can do that next set. So uh, cardio is teaching your body to slow down how fast it processes energy because it's using a little bit over a long period of time. So it's adapting in order to do that. When you're doing resistance training, you're teaching your body to expend a much higher amount of energy very quickly to the point that it's out and then have to recover to do it again. So it has to speed up the process of processing stored energy over converting it to usable energy. So resistance training is going to speed up the metabolism so that you're not just burning more during the workout, but you're burning more calories, uh, day, night, all of it. When you're sleeping, just better. Your body's a more efficient thing. So that's the thing too, is that when you've increased your metabolism like that and you get to your goal, now you're burning more calories than you did in the beginning. So you could actually eat more food. Um, you know, and obviously you don't want to overdo it, but you'd be able to eat more food than you could beforehand and maintain that look. Right. So that's what it's really about uh, for a weight loss goal is um, the working on the metabolism. So how many sets would you be saying uh, should the people be doing if they're doing uh, for body shaping 
and weight loss? Uh, I mean, it's it, that that's going to be such a, a different answer for so many different people. Mm. Um, somebody starting out, um, I would start for somebody that's new doing uh, like a three day a week full body program, right? Just to doing uh, probably two sets, 10 to 15 repetitions uh, for each muscle group, right? And that's just going to kind of help get your body accustomed to working out. It's going to get you used to being active. It's going to build a habit of going to the gym. Um, and it'll start, you know, making some changes, but that that's, it's a beginner program. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to get beginner results. And then once you can do that, you can step up to something a little bit more uh, intense and then do that and then step up from there. Right. Um, so it's definitely progressive. And that that's the, the big thing where people get stuck is they talk about, uh, you hear about plateaus all the time. And well, what happens when you hit a plateau? They, and people think that like, they're just going to be doing something. And then magically one day it's going to stop working. Mm-hmm. Like that's not the way it fucking works, man. <laughs> like it doesn't, that doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. You know, when you think about it. Um, so what typically happens is you're lifting a certain amount of weight that was hard for you. Your body gets stronger. And now that weight is your body's not challenged by it anymore. So you can keep doing that weight, but your body's not going to change because there's no reason to, right? You have to move the weight up, challenge it more. Once it gets stronger then it can do that, you move up, right? So it's progressive, right? Progressive overload. That's a common term, right? So we, we know that more commonly for people, it um, is a, is a diet related thing, right? Um, I have people that tell me, Oh man, I can't get past, 180 pounds or I can't get past 200 pounds or whatever the case may be. I was like, well, what are you doing? Well, yeah, this is what I've been eating. I'm like, cool. You were a 180 pound person and you were eating to become a 200 pound person. And now you are a 200 pound person, but you're still eating the same shit. So you're still eating to be a 200 pound person. You're not at a plateau. You're just maintenance. You're maintaining because you haven't changed anything, Yeah, you know? And that's the thing too, is people get, a lot of times they get like a plan, whether it be a workout plan, a meal plan, whatever they get their plan, they start doing it and they get results and then it stops working. And then they think that, Oh, this plan doesn't work anymore. I need a different one. No, you need to progress. <laughs> like it's not just do this forever. <laughs> like you gotta, you could do like, I, I mean, I've changed my program, you know, a few times over the years, like what I do personally, I mean, there's, you're always learning new stuff. There's always new information coming out. Um, I learned, you know, whether it be, uh, I learned from research or somebody told me something, um, or I just kind of try something new and figure it out on my own, right? Like I'm always learning new stuff. So my plan has changed a little bit over all the years, but the same basic principles of what I do that have worked for a long time, I still do all that. Like I do a lot of the same exercise. I do a lot of variations too, but I do a lot of the same stuff as well. And it works. It's just about, you know, progressing everything the right way, the right times, all that. So what do you do with people that you train that think they know more than you? I just ask them to explain it. And then that stops real fucking quick. (laughs) (laughs) Does that happen a lot though? Like they think that they know their Uh, body better, I guess, or whatever. Not really. Uh, I, not very often that that people challenge me on, on what I say. Um, sometimes they might have a question. Um, I, I talk a lot and I tend to over explain things sometimes. So my answers usually get pretty in depth with people. 
Um, so sometimes they might be a little bit confused if I told them too much. So they might have questions, but rarely do people like challenge me on stuff. Yeah. But yeah, if, if they do like the same thing, like I'm, I'm not offended by it. I don't care. Like I don't necessarily think I'm right about absolutely everything, you know, but a lot of the stuff that I am talking about, I have like, there's a lot of experience behind it. You know what I'm saying? Like I have a lot of like firsthand evidence to back up what I'm saying. I'm not just saying something because so like, for example, um, I did, I had a bunch of people, this was a few years back, but I had a bunch of people like all in a row around the same time for whatever reason, asked me if, uh, Oh, it was when that game changers movie came out. Um, they'd asked me if you could really be big and eat vegan. And I knew that you could, right? So I was like, yeah, I mean, protein's protein. It doesn't matter really where it comes from, whether it be meat or other sources. So I knew you could do that, but I never had done that. So I also didn't really feel comfortably being like, oh, yeah, you could totally do that. But speaking on something I had no experience in. So I did a vegan diet for five months one time just for the experience of it, right? So I could... Um, you know, see what it's like. See, I mean, I knew it could be done. It was more just to, you know, see what it's like for myself and to be able to show people like, look, yeah, this is what I've done. Um, this is how it's worked just fucking fine. You know, it's not that big a deal. Um, so yeah, most of the stuff that I talk about comes from firsthand experience evidence. So that's kind of hard sometimes for somebody to argue with, with me in any case, because I'm like, dude, I like, I, I know this thing, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I don't think this, I know this because it's experience, you know what I'm saying? Um, but at the same time, like I'm always open to, to learning new stuff. Like the giant set format that I do with my workouts now. So that's part of what I do is I do four exercises in a row, no rest in between. Right. And then you rest after those four and then you do another two sets. I'm doing three sets of those four exercises mm -hmm. and I do three groups of that each workout for me. Right. So that's 12 different exercises total. So I'm doing a lot in a short period of time. So that's where I was sort of getting a little bit of that cardiovascular conditioning involved. Right. Um, that's a little bit different than the cardio we were talking about earlier. Like the cardio we we're talking about earlier was like, you're, you know, walking and running for a period of time to lose weight with the way I do things with the, the lifting and then put several exercises in a row for different muscles without rest. My body's moving the whole time, right? So my heart rate's staying up, my lungs are working. So I'm getting that same kind of like um, heart and lung uh, exercise and stamina built while I'm doing my weight training stuff without like the slowdown, um, of the metabolism by doing over a period of time. It's all uh, short, intense type of stuff. So can it be compared to like cardio? Um, if you look at like a sprinter versus a marathon runner, how their bodies look different? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that was actually, yeah, I mean, sprinter, well, yeah, there's the more muscle, right? There's more explosive power, right? They need to be able to take these powerful strides to move their body as far and as fast as possible where marathon runner is more about the endurance, the stamina, um, just to, to get through. Right. Um, I did have somebody ask me the other day, um, they said that, well, cause you know, about that cardio video that I talked about, 
uh, they said, that, how come runners are all skinny then? And I said, because if you're someone that's running because you fucking want to, you're probably making other healthy decisions in your life. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's the difference. It's not the running that is making these people skinny. It's their choices. You know what I'm saying? Because most people asking that question, they don't want to run. You know what I'm saying? That's why they're <laughs> yeah. overweight. So that's where like, I understand how from that person's perception, they can think that they see, wow, I see all these runners and they're skinny. You must have to run if you want to be skinny. I'm like, no, dude, they're running because they want to. Like, they think that's fun for whatever reason. I don't understand that one. <laughs> but for whatever reason, people think running is fun. And the, those people are, they're typically, you know, if, if you're someone who like enjoys getting up and going for a run every day or multiple days a week, or if you're a person that's running a fucking marathon for 26 miles, like that's just absolutely insanity to me. I can't even imagine running 26 miles. Like, that's crazy. So the people that are doing that by choice, they're not, <laughs> they're not normal, like shitty food all the time. And they're not perfect either. You know what I'm saying? But they're not like just laying around the rest of the time eating candy and soda. You know what I mean? Would like, you say those people that run predominantly, aren't they generally more like skinny fat too, though? A lot of times. Yeah. Yeah, there's a yeah, a lot of that too is yeah, they just they don't have a whole lot of muscle tone because they're not doing anything heavy, yeah. right? They're carrying their body over. Um, and so the, yeah, that's the same thing. It's it's an adaptive principle, right? So if you're if you're gonna run 26 miles, right? That's that's a long way to carry your your own body, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So if you're doing that, what what are gonna be two big factors? Well, you don't wanna be too heavy. Because that the more weight you have to carry, the harder it's going to be, right? So you want to be light, but at the same time, you need to have energy to last, right? So in that case, fat is energy and muscle is weight, right? Mm -hmm. So a marathon runner, they're run, running 26 miles, carrying their body for a far distance, right? They're not lifting heavy stuff. Their body doesn't have a reason to have all this extra muscle on it, right? It needs to be lighter. Well, it doesn't want to give up the fat because the fat's what it, the energy it needs to go that far. So that's where it starts sacrificing muscle for weight loss and preserving fat because that's what you're telling your body to do, which that's exactly, again, yeah, that's even a more in-depth reason why cardio is the worst way you could go about losing weight because it will do that, but it's trying to do the opposite. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's the, the best way I could put it is if you're doing cardio for weight loss, you're literally trying to get your body to do one thing by doing the opposite thing. <laughs> like it doesn't actually make any fucking sense. Yeah. You know, when you, when you break it down that way. Um, but then, you know, some people that challenges what they believe just because that's the information they had. And some people don't like having that challenge and that's where they get stuck. Cause I'm like, well, I mean, you don't got to take my word for it, man. Like, I don't care what you do. If you want to go run or walk two hours a day, every day to lose 50 pounds, knock yourself out, but don't say I didn't warn you. What you are know? your thoughts on a hit training? Uh, it's definitely better. I mean, that, that's what I do is like, a similar concept to that. Um, 
And it, it, it also kind of depends what type, right? Like if you're doing like hit training with sprints, right? That's still better than like the distance cardio that I'm talking about. It's still not going to do nearly as much for um, increasing the metabolism as what resistance training would do because you're not um, carrying a load, right? You're not lifting anything heavier. So the best, the best way I describe why uh, resistance training is better is, and this will, this will answer that question too, um, is so think of like a car, right? Think of like a small sedan car, right? It's going to get good gas mileage. It's, it's little, it can go farther distance without using as much gas. You take a big truck, that's going to go not nearly as far and it's going to use a lot more gas. Gas mileage is terrible, right? Cause it's bigger, it's heavier, it's harder to move. So the engine has to work harder and burn more energy to move that big truck versus that little car. Now that little car, you can drive it faster to burn more gas, but that's about it. Right. So same thing is like with, if you're doing sprints for hit cardio, that's not bad. Right. But the only variable that you have to increase, uh, um, stimulation is speed, right? You can run faster, but that's, or you could sprint carrying something heavy. Right. But yeah. that's you know, a totally different thing. So that's where, uh, that that's my point is it, yeah, it's, it's good, but it's just the, the results are limited that you can get with, with hit. So you would say that you're, you're, uh, you prescribe like heavy lifting with short bursts of energy. Yeah. I mean, depending on, so, I mean, for you, that's going to be the, the concept of, of, in terms of any kind of weight training, right? So right. whether we're doing four reps or 20 reps, right? If you're doing 20 repetitions of an exercise, it's still going to be like under a minute, you know what I'm saying? So no matter what you're doing, it's still going to be a uh, high intensity, low interval, right? What those intervals are going to be different, right? A, a strength athlete um, you know, they're going to be doing heavy, heavy weight, low reps, um, longer rest periods, somebody that's going for, you know, building, shaping, toning, weight loss, any of those goals, um, it's, they're, they're going to be doing higher reps. So they're going to be in closer to like a, you know, 45 seconds to a minute per set. Um, but yeah, it's still short in relation to what we're talking about. I saw I was reading something the other day online about rest times and, and said if you if you're trying to build muscle, you're supposed to rest. Now, I don't know if this is true or not. I'm just reading telling what they said. Yeah. You're is you're supposed to rest three to four minutes in between sets. Um that's gonna be more strength. Yeah, definitely strength. And even that's a kind of a long time. That's all I, I mean if you're doing like really heavy, like uh we call it testing weeks. So strength training is really complicated, right? Um, when you're getting into like bodybuilding or just shaping, sculpting, which is the same thing as bodybuilding, but you don't call it bodybuilding because then people get upset. <laughs> if they don't, like, oh, I don't want to get big. Like you, you won't <laughs> believe me. If you don't want to, you won't. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Uh, you have to put a lot of work in to do that. Uh, but so my point is, is those 
it's not nearly as complicated. It's a lot of the same type of stuff, same kind of rep ranges. Um, they're higher reps, so you're not doing as much uh, stress on the nervous system and the joints. When you get to strength training, like you can't, you can't like max out your squat and bench press every week. Like you just can't train that heavy, that consistently, or your body will fall apart. Like we're not that durable creatures. Um, so with strength training, there's a lot of different waves. It'll be like the first month will be, you know, this many reps. And then second month, we do a little bit less, third month, a little bit less. And then it, uh, recycles, um, back to the beginning. So, um, yeah, with, with those heavy, heavy, like two, three rep sets, then you might want to rest like three, four minutes in between because you're trying to get max maximum energy back you're trying to be as fresh as possible so that you can go do that next rep because the performance of the uh, lift is what's important for a, a strength goal right uh, for more of an aesthetic goal um, the lift I don't want to say it doesn't matter but you're trying to you're training your body you're not training the lift right so you want to keep that that body working so we want to shorten those rest periods so um, when I was doing, uh, like supersets, which is like two exercises back to back, I would rest typically a minute. So pretty short rest, you know, do this exercise for the biceps, then go immediately over, do this exercise for the triceps and then, uh, uh, rest for a minute and then start again. Now what I do the giant set formats, I do where I'm doing four exercises in a row. Um, now I do it uh, about 90 seconds to sometimes two minutes, depending on how tough my set was. But most of the time they're 90 seconds, unless I just can't breathe and I got to go to two <laughs> minutes. Uh, but yeah, you're just doing a whole lot more, uh, all at once. So you get a little bit longer rest. Um, but it's going to kind of change from person to person, right? It's all about maximizing performance and then challenging them in a different way. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. What would a day-to-day like Ben's workout and eating look like? Um, so I do, <laughs> um, so I actually don't do uh, protein shakes um, because I don't have anything against them. Uh, I just like to get uh, food, like whole food as, as best I can. And uh, shakes can sometimes, you know, that when, especially if you shake, you blend it, it's better because it mixes. But when you shake, you know, on a shaker cup, you get a lot of, you know, air and bubbles in there. And that's usually what bloats people's stomach, you know? Mm. Um, so I, yeah, I don't like, I don't do that as much anymore because I just don't like the bloat to the stomach. Um, so what I do for a shake is I get the, just the egg whites in a carton and I just drink that like right out of the carton. Oh. <laughs> Tony, go get the egg whites. You're a savage, man. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it sounds really gross, but it honestly is not bad. It really doesn't have much of a, a taste to it. Really? Um, yeah, it's it's a little bit. It's not not thick. It's not like drinking goop or yeah. anything like that. It's not like an egg other thing, but uh, it's like a little bit thicker consistency of water. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I do that first thing in the morning and then I do that. So I get like the, the bigger uh, cartons of them. Mm-hmm. And so I drink half in the morning and I drink half after my workout. So those are my two shakes for the day. And then I do um, usually like a oatmeal or uh, some whole grain uh, bread does a toast in the morning with that first one, just quick and easy. Um, then I usually do a uh, fruit 
the, with the second time after my workout, cause you want um, a little bit more, uh, co- uh I don't want to try to say not complex, but uh, simple carbohydrates, uh, sugars. You want more sugars post-workout um, to help your body absorb more, more protein right after the workout. Um, so that's why I do more fruits then. Um, but the rest of the day, man, um, I actually, a lot of people surprise when I tell them I actually don't eat meat anymore. So yeah, all my protein is, so I don't, I'm not doing vegan anymore. I did that for five months. We were talking about earlier um, as kind of like a experience type of thing. And it was great. Yeah, I had great results. It was fine. It's a little less convenient doing full vegan. Um, you're a little bit more limited in your options. So not a bad thing. I mean, I could absolutely do it again. Um, but I just do basically vegetarian now um, because I, li- I like my eggs. I like my Greek yogurt, things like that. So I get uh, uh, a lot of protein from those sources. So yeah, the eggs, you know, uh, whole grain toast or oatmeal in the morning, um, I'll do a, a lot of Greek yogurt. I was saying is, is a great source of protein. It has some good uh, sugars from fruits in there as well. Um, and I usually, I mix like a granola bar and then I'll break it up and put it in there make it like a parfait with my yogurt. Okay. Do that. Uh, I do cottage cheese, quinoa, beans, uh, brown rice. I eat a lot of, uh, potatoes sometimes. Um, those are my main sources of food, but yeah. So what do you think about people that say keto is the only way to lose weight and then you're, you know, doing everything? Uh, I mean, my, so my, my opinion is this, when I talk about diet is basically all of them work, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like there's no, I mean, same thing when I did, you know, like the vegan thing and I've done, I did full carnivore diet too. I did both ends of the spectrum, right? I did a zero meat at all for five months. Uh, zero animal products for five months. I also did it. This was, I think like three or four months I did, but uh, the full carnivore diet. So where I only ate meat for uh, that period of time. Right. So I've done both, both worked well. Um, Yeah. I mean, keto works well, intermittent fasting works well um, if they're done correctly. Right. Um, Whatever diets, I I don't know what to pull off the top of my head now, but uh, they're they're all going to work, right? It's all based on uh, putting you in a calorie deficit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, as long as you do that and you eat healthy foods, you're going to get results. You know what I'm saying? Now, where it becomes what diet is best, that becomes the individual, right? And what's going to fit them and their lifestyle best. So when we talk about keto... Um, I like keto. Like I like keto. If I want to lean out, if I'm really focused on just cutting really quick, I've got a real shredder real quick doing keto before. So that's absolutely good. Um, the reason why I don't recommend it to most people is because it's just a very difficult diet for most people to follow, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Um, yeah. Most people really like carbs, <laughs> you know, and you just can't have that yeah. with, with keto. You just can't. So, um, that's very hard for some people to stick to. Um, but the other part that's difficult is when you, so you get you need to have less than 50 carbs a day, usually less than 30, but like 50 is like the limit limit. So when you're eating your other foods, you know, there's not a lot of foods that have absolutely zero carbs. In them, you know what I'm that's saying? True. Most of them have at least like something and I'm talking like one or two grams here, four or five grams there. So that doesn't seem like a lot, 
but those little numbers add up really quick sometimes. And what happens, people wind up being over on their carbs for the day without realizing it. And so their body's not ever getting into ketosis. So they're just on a super low carb diet, which isn't enough carbs when your body's not in ketosis. So then they, they struggle, right? Because they they don't realize that they're, they're eating all healthy foods, but they're not quite adding it up. And then uh, they screw up. The other downside about keto is it takes about three, four or five days for your body to actually switch over into uh, ketosis. So if you do screw up, like if you do cheat on your diet or you make a mistake and, and do it accidentally, um, that's going to fuck you up for like three to five days, you know? So it's like when, when you have a person that makes like a one mistake a week type of thing, like mm-hmm. my mom, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you're never, you're never in ketosis ever. Because as soon as you almost get into it or as soon as you do get into it, you fuck up and you're back out. So you're not ever going anywhere. You know what I mean? So it's just a very difficult diet for some people to stick to. Now, on the other hand, some people that like really have an issue with carbohydrates, sometimes keto can be good because that person like, you know what? I just can't have this anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like almost like an alcoholic. I don't want to compare it to that, but it's actually probably not that bad of a comparison. You have somebody, you know, said, dude, I can't, I can't drink. Cause if I drink, I get out of control. I just can't control it. So I just have to say no. Mm. Right. You can do that too with keto. If somebody has, you know, just a really hard time with staying away from carbs and instead of being able to manage them, because that's the thing is it's not, they have a time to stay away. It's a hard time. They have, they have a hard time not eating too many. Right. So if you're like, you know what, no carbs, you just have to get used to it. That can sometimes be easier for some people. Then at the same time, though, like I don't like that either. Like that, that could be useful for some that's really struggling, right? If, if that's what we have to do to just get some weight off to get them some results, and then we can adjust from there, that's good. But I don't like avoiding something as a way of dealing with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you have to cut carbs completely out of your diet because you can't control yourself with them, that's not good. Like that's okay. We can do that temporarily to move you in the right direction. But at some point you need to learn how to manage your shit. <laughs> like that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, you got to make better choices, you know? And um, I have one, one particular client that we've been working on. She's doing keto now. She was doing intermittent fasting, switched to keto. And that has actually helped her. Um, with the discipline part of it. Um, but her, her big thing was she would always just binge eat at night. Right. Mm. And there, and, and like, I get in deep into like some psychology stuff with, with my clients and, and kind of find out why they do the things they do, why they have the emotional triggers that they do, whatever the case may be. So we can kind of get to the root of it and solve that. So we went, you know, pretty deep into that about where those urges come from, what, how she did that as a kid, for what reasons and how that's worked with her marriage and all this different stuff. So we got a lot of reasoning behind why she's being the way she's being, but then she just still do the thing. And that's why I finally told her is because I'm like, you're expecting something to just magically change in your brain, but you have to understand I could give you all the advice in the world and we could talk about all the psychology there is. We can figure everything out. 
But at the end of the day, you still just have to make a different fucking choice. Yeah. Like that's what it comes down to is, oh, I want to eat cookies. No, I can't do that. That's it. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of my approach with people with, with that type of stuff is I try to work through, you know, their problems for sure. So they can figure out where the stuff is coming from. So when they have those thoughts and feelings, they understand them instead of feeling triggered by them. But then at the same case, it's making it clear, knowing this information isn't going to change anything. You know what I'm saying? You still have to do it. You still have to put it into practice. You still have to say no. You have to go work out when you don't want to sometimes, you know, um, that's the, the biggest thing is, is people want things to be easy and convenient and they're not. And as soon as you get over that, then you're, you're definitely on a better track when you understand that it's going to be inconvenient. Sometimes it's not always going to be fun. You're not always going to want to do it. You're not always going to be motivated. You're not always going to feel like it, but you do it anyway. You know, and say, that's Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no that's, what I'm saying. that's just anything in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, the number of times you have to do shit that you don't want to do in order to achieve something that you do want is way more. Like you have to do stuff you don't want to do more often than you get to do stuff that you want to do. Like fucking working. Like I have yeah, a exactly. buddy of mine. He uh, he's he he's a little overweight, and I'm like, you do shit every single day that you don't want to do. You don't go to, want to go to work every day, but you do that. So why can't you put something into yourself? Because there's no yeah. point of wanting to have stuff if you're not physically going to be able there to do anything with it. It's like yeah. your health is yeah. not there. Your wealth is nothing. You know, right. like sometimes exactly. we take advantage of this like meat box that we have, you know, and it's the only one we know that we're going to have, you know, as far as physically we know. Yeah. And we just abuse it. I think we're yeah, all guilty of crazy. it. It's crazy. It's, that is so crazy to me. Um about you know how how people you know disrespect their body, but then baby their car. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, which is crazy. But I, and I, I'd heard uh, somebody else talking about it. it's not my words, somebody else is talking about it. But he was talking about that, like you know, if you had you know if you develop your body to where you felt amazing, you know, you had energy to do whatever you want to do, you weren't getting tired, um, things didn't hurt, and you looked phenomenal you're going to feel really fucking good about yourself. And because of that, everything that you do is going to be better. Now, if you're somebody in, in like, I, I'm not a car person, so I'm not talking shit to anybody that likes cars. If you like cars, that's cool. However, most of the time people are getting these different cars because of what they think that makes other people think of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not something that they, they really wanted. So, when you're doing that, like, yeah, you might feel good in that, you know, that Lexus, but you're just borrowing the credibility of that car. You know what I'm saying? Like you are not the thing that's awesome. That is, you know, and that, that's the way that you're seeing it. And that's just, that's not a good mindset to have. So that's kind of like, you know, what I'm about is really helping people to build actual confidence, you know what I'm saying? In themselves and, and really look at themselves and address the, their problems that have led them to the place that they're at so that they can make that better. So like, as far as like the fitness and the diet part of it, I'm very much just like a guide, you know what I'm saying? And the stuff I do is good. You know, it's, it's very, very science-based. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, everything I do has an explanation and a reason and a purpose for it. That being said, <clears throat> excuse me, your average person 
that's just wanting to lose weight and get in shape. They're not necessarily wanting to be a bodybuilder or be completely shredded or anything like that. They just want to look good, uh, you know, with their shirt off or whatever, right? You can find a decent workout program in five minutes for free. Mm-hmm. You can find a decent diet in five minutes for free. You know what I'm saying? Like they might not be the best, you know what I'm saying? But your average person doesn't need the best. They just need to do fucking something. Yeah. They need to eat less food and they need to move more. That'll start getting them in the right direction. Now, there's more that you do on that if you want to be better and better. And I mean, what level you take yourself? Absolutely. If you want to really develop a you know balanced and well-shaped physique, you need to do the right exercises the right way and stuff like that. That's where programming absolutely becomes better. But for someone who's just trying to get started, you just need to do something. You know what I'm saying? It's like those um, those videos of those people like they're just getting off the couch up and down, up and down, you know, like when yeah. they're really obese and like yeah. they're at least doing something. And there's one thing I remember seeing a long time ago. It's like, don't make fun of somebody that's in the gym that's, you know, struggling to do something because they're doing more than the person sitting on the couch. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I had a dude one time that was uh, 506 pounds when I started Jesus. working on him. And most, like when we started, he couldn't fit on most equipment. Yeah. Like he, he just couldn't fit. So we were doing a lot of that. We had to sit down on the bench, stand up, sit down, stand up. Um, doing some like bending exercises, you know, getting just getting his joints moving right, just making him move his body. Because I'm like, dude, you're 500 pounds. Like whatever you do is resistance training. Mm-hmm. You know, going up your stairs, like – I can't go upstairs carrying 500 pounds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, like that guy, he had some strong legs from carrying that body weight around. So we did a lot of heavy uh, weight training for the legs because his legs were very strong. So he could move a lot of weight. And like we were talking about a little bit ago, the more weight moved, the more energy it spent like a, a truck versus the car. Right. Mm-hmm. So um in that respect, like the bigger muscles, like the legs and the chest and the back that are capable of moving more weight are going to burn more calories than small muscles like the arms and shoulders and calves and uh, abs, something like that. So what do you think about as far as the people, as far as their mentality goes? Do you think a lot of people need to seek, seek therapy possibly to figure out why they're having these mental roadblocks with their fitness? Because I don't uh, think anybody just wants to be out of shape. You know, I don't no, think, you know, no. I mean, well, there's a, there's a saying that says, um, if you need therapy, don't go to someone who thinks they're a therapist mm. <laughs> because, um, it's, it's when, if, if you go to like, you know, with a, with a therapist, a lot of time, and, and this is not all the case, like, you know, there's definitely great therapists out there for sure. For sure. Uh, but a lot of times, and this is actually going to a different subject I want to talk about. Uh, but a lot of times, um, when you go to a therapist, it's, it becomes the going becomes the purpose. You, you know what I'm saying? Of to, it, you just aren't getting anywhere. And that's the thing where the, and I, and I, I do that too with the people I work with. I mean, I do basically therapy with them and talk with them, but the way that I approach it is very different. It's a lot of uh, me asking them questions mm-hmm. to kind of lead them to the thought process. I want them to go down. Right. So instead of me telling them something, I'm going to ask them this question. I'm going to ask them this question. And I, I know where we're going, right? Like I'm asking the right questions to get them to think of certain things 
So the whole point is that they're kind of coming to these realizations on their own, in their own head, rather than just hearing it from me and agreeing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's really about developing that person's individual strength to do that themselves. Like, like my client I was talking about, if I just continuously tell her over and over again, Hey, don't eat cookies at nighttime. Like that's not helping. She's just, yeah, I said that so she can choose to listen to me or not. If I can walk her through thought processes to where she, you know, figures out why she should quit that on her own, it's going to be a whole lot more helpful. You know what I'm saying? So I think part of the problem with like, therapy or even personal training, even what I do, even any kind of service. As I was talking to my wife about this uh, a couple of nights ago, I was saying it's, it's interesting to me that I think that uh, service has become such an industry that people are treating it as like a consumable product. You know what I'm saying? Like people come to me to fix their body right? Mm -hmm. They go to a therapist to fix their mind. That's not the way it works. You know what I'm saying? And as long as you think that I'm doing something like magic for you, you're never going to get anywhere because you've not put any of that uh, strength and faith in yourself, faith in yourself. So that's what, you know, what I work on with people is really helping them to kind of come to some realizations on their own and, uh, you know, work through, those props are really teaching them that, no, this is, you're doing this, right? It's yeah, I'm, I'm guiding you, but you're, you're doing it. So that, that's the thing is, is I'll guide. I don't like to say handhold because that, that's too close of a thing. I don't, it's not a problem. I, you know, I don't mean it in a bad way, but if I'm holding somebody's hand the whole time, they're never going to be able to get anywhere. Right. They're yeah. going to rely completely on me. Same thing with a therapist. You know, if you're just going to them for them to tell you something, that's not going to work. You know what I'm saying? You have to to take that on on your own. So, yeah, I think people really need to, and it's, I think it's starting to trend back that way. I think people are starting to, you know, really catch on to um, the uh, self-care movement. I mean, I don't want to call it a movement because it's just a thing that it should be, um, but that's definitely becoming more uh, prominent, more talked about, uh, particularly on like the social media channels and stuff that I see and everything. Um there's a lot more people that are advocating for uh, self-care, but there's also not a lot of information about what that means. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's where it, it because the problem is people are like, yeah, you, need, you really need to work on your self-care. Like, yeah, but I don't understand how or what to do with that. So that's where I think, you know, you know, having that service industry and people that can, can help are definitely, it's definitely important. It's definitely needed and always will be. Um, but it, I, I just don't like what people get too caught up in is, is that's their job. You know what I'm saying? Because if your job is to be a trainer and your job is to be a therapist, then you need clients, you know what I'm saying? And then you want to hold on to those clients. So it makes the commitment different. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're doing things for a different reason. You know what I mean? So do you Which think- is part of the reason why I've liked this online stuff that I'm doing because it's opened me up to, you know, in a, in a business sense, so many more people, mm-hmm. right. than I have locally, like you have the whole world. Right. Yeah. So I have a lot more um, reach as far as uh, stuff for me to build a business. Um, so that makes it easier. But then on, at the same time, 
there's so many more people that I'm not worried about like holding on to people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm not like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to lose this client, you know, which that's also not a thing that ever happens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like very seldomly do people quit because they got good enough results. You know what I'm saying? Like people quit because they're not getting results. So when, when you get somebody results and get them results quickly, you got that person for life pretty much because they're like, Oh shit. Like this guy, this really works. Like this is really changed everything for me. This is, there's a ton of value here. So that's my thing as is just providing as much value in every sense of the word. And like I said, you know, most people, they don't struggle with what to do. They struggle with actually doing it. You know, do you uh, subscribe more to the sink or swim mentality than the crutch like, uh, well, what do you mean? So as far as like, um, obviously you're not going to let somebody drown, but sometimes yeah. you gotta let somebody fall before they can start walking on their own. Like if you're always um, just babying somebody, they're not going to do it on their own. Well, yeah. So kind of, yes. Yeah. Kind of. Yes. So, um, like, so most of my clients, so when I do like, so I do in-person training, I also do online training and I do online coaching. Right. So uh, personal training and then online training. I'm doing actual sessions with people, like taking them through their workouts. Um, and generally, I do that two to three days a week with most people. I've had some people are more often than that, but most people are two or three days a week. So you're not going to get in shape working out two or three days a week. Mm-hmm. Right? Three might be helpful, but you need to do more than that. So then they're still doing other days on their own. Right. So we have our, say, a two day week versus say I have them on these two days with me. And then they have two other days where they're doing their own workouts. I still tell them what to do and everything, uh, but it's on them to do it. So making sure they follow through is a part. You know, a lot of times it doesn't happen in the beginning with a lot of people. Um, and so we, we work on why that is and time management. And so, well, okay, you can make it here at this time, these two days, well, how come you can't make it there on these two days at the same time? Like, what's the difference? And it's, it's an accountability, right? They, they don't want to cancel on me because I'm a person they're paying me, but they cancel on themselves, Yeah, you know? which is weirder in a way, you know, like, why, why do you care more about following through for somebody else than you do about following through for yourself? You know? So that's the kind of question that I'll ask somebody. And then I just sit and wait for them to come up with an answer. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and that's where it gets uncomfortable. That's the thing is like it's a reality check. I, well, it is. Yeah. And I and I, I do it in in a in a nice way, right? Like I don't say it in a rude tone, I say it with a a polite, more like curiosity type of tone, right? So just like that. So well, you know, so you don't have a problem making it to our sessions on time. Um, you don't want to let me down. So why are you okay with why you're not okay with canceling on me, but you are okay with canceling on yourself. Yeah. You know, cause nobody, a lot of people haven't thought that like they, they just don't, you know what I'm saying? That, which is the whole fucking problem is that they haven't <laughs> thought about themselves, yeah. you know? Um, so that's kind of where that question comes from is I go, huh, why do I cancel on myself and not other people? And then they got to sit with that and figure out why the fuck that is. And then from there, you know, I can help guide them, you know, because typically when I ask that question, nobody's ever thought of that before. 
their brain's going to freeze because they don't have an answer. They got in, asked an uncomfortable question that they don't have an answer for. So that's when a lot of like the panic feelings start to set in. And that's typically where somebody would then go to a bad behavior to uh, distract from that. They'll either a lot of times change the subject when I'm talking to them and I have to say, okay, so I just asked you, how come you're okay canceling with me, but you're not okay with canceling yourself. And you told me a story about your dog. Yeah. Like what, you know, because, and they don't even realize they did that. And, and that's, then that's like the second part of the lesson because now they already kind of distracted themselves because they're afraid to answer the first question. But instead of just going with that distraction, which is hard sometimes for me to not buy into whatever crazy thing they said, you know, especially if it's crazy and it makes me go, what? And then we start talking about that. So I have to, you know, very much make sure I don't get sidetracked by them. Uh, but when I basically, you know, bring it out that, Hey, I asked you a question and you said something that didn't have anything to do with what I was telling you. They realize what they did and they go, Oh shit. Like, I don't even know what I'm talking about that. Well, because you're avoiding answering the question I asked. So let's get back to that. And I ask them the question again. So that's the thing is going through stuff like that. It can definitely be uncomfortable for people yeah. because it's putting them into asking these questions to themselves that they've never asked before that they don't have an answer for I mean, that's the whole point is that so we can then find an answer, you know? So I, you know, work with them through that, you know, I'll help, you know, answer questions. I'll give them some advice, you know, based on my experiences and stuff like that to help them try to come up with an answer as to why that is, you know what I'm saying? Um, but that's, that's really what it's about, you know, is, is finding out what those problems are. Okay. The problem is not that you're not following through on your workouts. The problem is why are you not following through on your workouts? Same with the diet. Okay. You are, you can't stick to your diet. Well, why? That's the problem. Yeah. But why is that a problem? Why is your discipline not good? You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's stuff like that, like finding out the real issues behind things and then addressing those, like the, the triggers behind the problem is the, the real thing. Yeah. You can even look at it like from a business point of view. I mean, you're an entrepreneur. So like you decided to take the leap and do something on your own. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that want to do shit on their own, but they'll work for a company. They'll work hard as fuck for this company and not take the time of their own free time to do yeah. stuff on their own. And it's like, if you want more out of life, don't always give everything to somebody that's, you know, taking from you, you know, give to yourself, fill from your own cup. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's that's 100% what it's about. What was so I, I was going to ask you a question. What made you become um, a vegetarian? Um, honestly, the meat just kind of started bothering my stomach. Um, I mean, I've eaten meat for my whole life. Like, I mean, eat, I've eaten meat like a couple times a day for, <laughs> you know, 15, 20 years, you know. Um but yeah, like the, I mean, it's, it's not bad. Like it doesn't make me like sick, sick. It's just like, I started noticing. And, and part of it too was like, I did that so often. I, ate, you know, that was just part of my diet every day that some of that kind of like upset feeling was like normal. Right. And I, I don't yeah. mean normal as in the way it's supposed to be. I mean, normal as in that's the way that it is for my life every day. And I was like, Oh, this isn't supposed to be like this, <laughs> you know? Um, so I would get like, what it would be is I get just kind of like a indigestion, like my stomach would get all kind of like 
gurgly and like a little crampy and bloated from it. Just uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Um, which made it hard for me to eat more later because I still felt like kind of bloated and uncomfortable. Um, I would also get really sick of chewing after a while, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, like for me and what I do in my science, like I do have to eat a lot of food. Like that's always been the hardest part of what I do for me is eating enough. Like I enjoy dieting to like lose fat more than I enjoy trying to put on size because I can restrict and, and granted like my calorie restricted diet is still higher than what most people are going to be eating. You know what I'm saying? For the level of activity to do and the size that I am. So like a, a diet amount of food for me is like enough for me to stomach for me to eat like the level of calories and everything I need to like put on more muscle than what I am now is just not fun. Like I just don't like eating that much. It's just hard to do, you know, I smoke some weed and that helps, but (laughs) (laughs) it's rough. Um, So yeah, that was the big thing is I started just um, doing more. um, I I eat a lot of that Greek. I love my Greek yogurt. That's my shit. I eat that like two, three times a day. I love Greek yogurt. Um, It's easy. It's cheap. It's really good nutrition. It's convenient. Um, So I like that. So yeah, I just kind of started doing it. Um, Initially it was, I was going to be, let's say plant-based. I'm like, I'll still eat meat here and there. And I just haven't like, I've, I've been doing this like thing for, I don't know, since like, the end of summer ish. I don't really remember when I started. I remember when I had pork on a camping trip, I went on September 11th weekend and that was the last time. Um, but yeah, same thing. I had a little bit there um, and it kind of bugged my stomach a little bit. I was like, I don't, I'm not even going to fuck with this shit no more. So yeah, I'm not like against it or anything like that. Uh, definitely support eating meat still. I just don't personally. Um, and I felt real good without it. So yeah, that's, that's that's my thing. Is it's just a personal choice for me. It's not something you. that I that I push. I don't say it's the way. I mean, it's definitely healthy. You know, um, I definitely not a fan of like factory farming and all that. But I'm also you know very understanding of nature and that things eat things. So uh, definitely, yeah, I said, like, I'm definitely very much an animal lover too. But I also live with wolves and understand what nature is. And then things kill things and things eat things. So that's part of it. Um, so, so speaking how of did, it, how did the, how did you end up with wolves? Like, re, I, and I thought you were kidding when you said these were wolves and I started looking at them and like <laughs> looking online. I was like, okay, this guy is not bullshitting. These are real wolves. Yeah. So they're, they are hybrids. My two are, are hybrids. Uh, my boy is 50% wolf and my girl is uh, 33%. And we had, a, we had another one that was 40%. Um, but as the boy started getting older, the two females started fighting over him. Um, mm. so she went to live with a friend of mine who he actually owns the brother of my boy. So now she's uh, an in-law. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we had, to, we had to separate them for that, but, um, so yeah, they're, they're hybrid. So they're mixed. So, um, you can, you can get, uh, wolf hybrids from like a breeder. Like there are breeders, um, most of them breed like low content. So like uh, my Domino, she's 33%, which would be considered a low content, right? So she's 33% wolf, um, whatever that is, 
27% or 77% uh, uh, dog. Um, but what's interesting, so is she actually has more of like the wolf instincts and mannerisms than my boy does, or most of the ones I've been around. So yeah, personality can be definitely be different, uh, different. I used to work with a wolf sanctuary. So that's where I adopted uh, my boy from. And then the, the other girl that I used to have, um, we adopted her from, from the sanctuary that I worked with as well. So that's the, the big thing is like people get these wolf dogs. So the technical term is wolf dog, right? Not wolf hybrid because a hybrid is a cross between two species, right? Yeah. And wolves and dogs are both canines, right? They have uh, wool. Dogs did not come from wolves that we have today. Like that's a little bit of a misconception. The, the ancient wolf that dogs were like basically bred down from that species of wolf no longer exists. It's extinct. And wild wolves and you know domestic dogs today are both descendants of the same different species of wolf from i don't remember how long ago like a long fucking time ago um, but so yeah so technically technically speaking wolf dog is the term most people don't understand that so i usually say wolf hybrid uh because most people understand that better but it's tech that term's technically not correct uh but so in any case, people will get those, get them because they think, oh, it'd be cool to have a wolf. And they think they're just getting a dog that they could say is a wolf and don't consider the fact that, no, that's a fucking wolf, man. Like, it's not the same as a dog, you know? Uh, so they get them and they don't know how to handle them and wind up, um, you know, dumping them. You're just letting them loose in the wild which happens all, oh they're a wild animal they'll be fine well no they're part dog <laughs> you know what i'm saying they're not all that so or they'll dump them in a shelter and most uh shelters uh have a policy that they can't adopt out wolf dogs to people because it's not a typical animal so a lot of times uh, if they get dumped at a shelter they wind up getting euthanized relatively quickly uh, whether it's a fear thing or because they just don't have anybody lined up. So that's where these different rescues around the country, um, you know, they, they really try to do that. So they, they'll try to find, you know, oh, this one, somehow they find out about is in, a, a say, a Kansas, and is due to be euthanized in two days. Okay, cool. We can have somebody come out and pick them up and then bring them to, you know, whichever rescue has space. Uh, but that's also the problem, too, is most of these places are full, you know, like the place that I worked with, um, we, there were, I think 21 wolves there. And, um, that's, I mean, that's a lot to take care of. Like the, the place that I adopted my boy from was a rescue down in Texas. And I went down to help them out for four days and then bring him back. Cause they had like a, a litter there that they didn't need anymore. They had 40, uh, it was one lady that had 40 wolf dogs, uh, you know, at, at her, on her property. And so there's just no way, like the, the care was not good. You know what I'm saying? And like, I, I don't mean it, it was, it was not a good situation. Like it was one of the, probably one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life to be perfectly honest with you. 
but at the, at the same time, it's, it's like, bro, like you can't hate on this lady too much because it's not like she's just fucking lazy. She's just has way too much to do, which is a problem in itself. Like you can't take on more than you can help. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what I tried to say when I was there is I'm like, dude, you, you're rescuing these animals into a, a bad situation. Like that's not a rescue. You know what I'm saying? So that's the thing is like these sanctuaries are so filled up all over the place. Um, it's it, yeah, it, it can be tough, you know? So I like to, you know, talk about as much as I can and, and explain to people how, how they are. I mean, personally, like for me, knowing how to deal with them and everything, they're the easiest in the world. Like we have the two wolves and we have the two dogs. One of them's a husky and then we have the chihuahua that you might see running around in the videos. Um, but the two wolves are better behaved than the two dogs <laughs> of mine anyhow. Um, but it's, it's really about understanding how they work. And what's interesting is when you really get to like know them and you get to see like the expression on their face and you can see how they're processing thoughts and everything, you can tell that they're just more aware than a normal dog is. You know what I'm saying? There's just more going on in their brain than what a normal dog has. So for me, I treat them like humans. Like I talk to them, like they're people. We interact like they're people. Uh, it's, it's just like that. It's like having a roommate. And so like the wolves, they don't learn to, I mean, you can still train them to a certain extent, but it's when you train a dog, it's more about repetition and teaching them to obey what you say, because you said it with the wolves, you can teach them something in a matter of minutes. Like they're very fast learners. Um, but then it's up to them where they want to listen to you or not, you know? Um, so when you have, you know, a really close trusting relationship with them, then they want to listen to you out of respect. Right. That's where I say it's like having a roommate, you know, if you had a roommate and you just tried to like train them and command them like a dog, they would probably be pretty pissed off. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you treating me like this? Versus if you just talk to the, a roommate like a human being and were respectful and you ask them to do something for you, a lot of times they're like, yeah, sure, man. Because they, people want to be helpful. They want to get along. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing with them. So when you really learn how to have that kind of interaction, man, then it, yeah, it's, it's way cool. So th- it's always a hard one to answer because like my experience and the way I go about it, like it's it's real nice, it's real easy, but that's definitely not the the normal, you know. And granted, my mine both, you know, fortunately have good personalities and stuff, which a lot of it I think is you know from upbringing. But there's definitely a lot of um, you know just in that personality. Like a Domino, my girl, she's the alpha of the group. She was a dominant boss from the day that I brought her home at seven weeks old. Uh, she was bossing around the Husky that was like five times her size at that point. And then my boy, he is just a, he's huge. Like he's one of the biggest wolves I've ever been around, to be honest. He's still a baby, but he is such a, a be scared of everything. He's a baby, baby. Uh, so yeah, he has a very different personality. He, he does not understand that he's a giant black wolf. <laughs> What's the biggest um, percentage of wolf dog you've ever like dealt with or helped or whatever i've, I've uh, worked with a couple of pure wolves so 100 percent is the highest um and then quite a few that were uh 95 percent um and then the 80s and 90s 
but yeah, uh, there was a couple of them I've worked with that were a hundred percent. So what do they eat? Just raw meat. Yogurt. Uh, like Greek yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, yeah. That too. I do share with them a lot. So that's, that's the thing too, is that that's part of it is. So like with the, the whole pack thing and the, and the pack order, the way that works in the wild is when they get a, a kill, um, the alpha gets to eat the heart uh, and the liver. That's what it is, right? Those are the, the two best parts that the alpha gets that. Then the alpha eats first the and then basically decides who else gets to eat. So whenever, when I'm eating something, I, sh- I share with mine a lot. Like they eat off a fork like a person. You know, mm-hmm. they come sit next to me. And I just usually give them like, I'll give each one of them like my last bite of whatever I'm having. So it's, it's always a share and it, it just helps build that bond, that trust of, you know, Oh, you, you do this for me, but it's also more so the, it's not like just giving them a treat. It's the act of I'm sitting down and I'm eating, I'm the alpha and now I'm feeding you, right? I'm giving you some of mine, right? So it's, it's building that trust and it's building that relationship with them. So you got to kind of set the tone of who's in charge. Yeah, for the most, uh, kind of, yeah. I mean, you, I've, I've never really had to like, you know, set a tone, so to speak. Um, but yeah, di- discipline is, is a little bit different too. Um, I mean, you can't spank them like you would a dog. I mean, yeah. not, not that I, you know, I advocate, you know, spanking dogs by any means, you know, um, but you know, even just like a pat on the butt, Hey, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not, it's not meant to be painful. It's just the, Hey, no type of thing. You got to be a lot more careful with that, with the wolves. Not, I mean, they're not going to like turn on you, so to speak. I mean, you'd have to do a lot to get that to happen, but they'll, it'll break their trust. Oh, you know? okay. And that's, that's the harder thing to get back. You know, and that can take months, years, if not ever to get the trust back once you've broken trust with them. So it's a lot of patience and stuff as well with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, is mostly like the, just the, the day-to-day interactions. That's, that's the setting the tone, so to speak. And that's uh, actually kind of where like, like my, well, my brand is the true alpha brand. That's kind of where that, you know, came to be is to be what an alpha is supposed to be about. Right. So the society definition of an alpha male is very different than what the actual, uh, rank or whatever you call it is right uh when you talk about like a a guy that's you know an alpha male typically people think of somebody who's you know dominant powerful uh controlling authoritative right impose themselves on on everybody else and and show that they're the one in charge and that's just not the way that it is you know i'm saying like that that's the conflict aspect of an alpha but that's like five percent or less of the time you know what i'm saying the other 95 percent, they also looks after their pack they take care of them they provide they protect they support you know what i'm saying they're the leader so that's what i'm about is is being what a, a true alpha is it's not about being dominant and powerful over people it's about being confident in yourself and living your life 
to be the best version of you that you can be. And in doing that, you inspire other people to do the same. Right? Yeah. They see you living the way you you live and want to emulate that. They want to be like that. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to, you know, having this guy that oh, this guy, you know, I, I don't want to piss him off type of thing. No, like I want to we encourage each other. You know, we build each other up. So, yeah, that's what it's all about is, you know, building each other up, spreading positivity. That's where like the, the shirts, the clothing line I have, um, the back of all my shirts has a different like motivational or inspirational uh, quote on the back. So the idea when I created the brand was, you know, people wear uh, the shirts that, you know, represent what that stands for, what the Trafalgar stands for, right? Being confident, being a leader, lifting people up, spreading positivity. So that's the whole persona behind the brand. And then the purpose is, you know, people wear the shirts and then wherever they go, you know, people see what it says on the back and it's, you know, positive, motivating, inspirational. So it's like, you're just dropping these little notes to people wherever you go, just wearing that shirt around, just spreading positivity ever. So that's my big thing more than anything, you know, with, with what I do, whether it be the training, um, the clothes, uh, the supplements, all of it, just the whole uh, true alpha brand that I did. It's more of a movement for me than just like a brand, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's my business. But that's what I'm saying is, you know, yeah, I, I definitely want to make money and have a, a, a lifestyle or, you know, I have a lot of aspirations and stuff like that. Um, but I'm not like just trying to, you know, have all this, these major companies and all this stuff. It's all about the purpose behind it and spreading positivity, bringing people together, um, lifting people up. That's what it's all about. So how long have you had the brand for? Just since August. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. Did we ever get the name of the brand? I don't think I asked you. Uh, True, Alpha. True Alpha. True Alpha. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen your uh, shirts. I like the logo, the wolf logo. Oh yeah. Thank you. It's really cool. Yeah. I got that. I got that on the banner in the gym too. So yeah, it was uh, when we first started the gym, uh, we did a uh, peak view training ground was the name of our gym uh, when me and my wife started it. And that's when we we're just doing the, the in-person thing. And then we decided and then I started the, the clothing line, the true alpha clothing line based on you know, what I was just saying. And then we decided to go online with the training business. Um, we decided to rebrand because uh, I live in Colorado. So the whole peak view idea was to kind of play on like the mountains and stuff here. Like you'd see it like Pikes Peak is one of our biggest mountains in the state. That's like staring right out my front porch <laughs> or uh, when you're at the, the, or outside the garage door of the gym, it's right there. So that's where it came with the, the peak view name. But then we, we rebranded to do online. Um, I thought uh, peak view would be too local. So that's where it just made the uh, all one brand. The True Alpha Performance Training is uh, my training business. And I have the, uh, an app coming out this next week, a training app that's uh, True Alpha PT is what that will be uh, available on the App Store and the Google Play Store. Uh, sometime next week, I have one more program I have to finish on there. I get a couple more uh, different images uh, placed on the right screens so everything's polished and clean, and then that's ready to go. So I got like maybe a day or two left uh, to get that done. I'm saying sometimes next week because I've been saying this coming soon for like months. And it's <laughs> yeah. just taking way longer than I thought it would. Uh, but yeah, we put all that under under one brand to really make it like uh, more about the movement. And the same thing, the supplement line that I'll be doing will be True Alpha Supplements will be the brand. So as far as your look goes, what do you think people perceive about you? 
from uh, just first sight? <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, first sight is, is probably definitely intimidating. Yeah. Uh, between the, the size of the beard, uh, all the tattoos, uh, my head and face tattooed particularly. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure I get a, uh, some interesting ideas when people see me. Um, as far as the way though, like people treat me, like when I meet them in person, um, where I, like, I live in Colorado Springs, Colorado, it's like the second biggest town in Colorado, mm-hmm. um, about an hour, hour and a half south of Denver. And we're a big city. I mean, it's, I think we're like around 600,000 people here, upper 500,000, something like that. Um, so it's a bit, it's still a big city and anywhere I go around here or anybody I run into, nobody treats me any different than anybody else. You yeah. know what I'm saying? When I go up to Denver, nobody really treats me different, but they de- I definitely see people look at me funny. Like mm. most people look at me funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what is that guy about to do? Like, but yeah, yeah and, and I don't know why that is. Like, I, I don't, maybe it's me. And I think that I noticed that more in Denver, who knows, but it definitely seems like I, cause I always see when, when I meet people here, they just talk to me, right? Whenever I see somebody in Denver, I see their eyes go up to the top of my head and then back down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every single time they're looking at uh, my tattooed head. So when did so, you start yeah. getting tattoos? Um, I started when I was like 18. Um, my mom was definitely was, you know, always against it. Yeah. So I waited until then. And so my first one, I got on the inside of my arm um, so that I could hide it. And then the second one, I got on the inside of my arm so I could hide it. <laughs> and then I decided I wanted ones that you could see. So I just did some words on my forearm. And uh, then it kind of went from there. Uh, but I did... I did like a handful of them in like my early or my late teens, early twenties. And then most of them I started doing when I was like, uh, 25, 26, um, kind of after I, for the most part, decided to stop competing in bodybuilding. Um, cause that's the thing is like, there, there's nothing wrong with having tattoos in bodybuilding, but if you can't see the, the definition of the muscle because of the ink and oh, okay. you can't be scored on it. So yeah, like that's what people would say. Oh, do you, do you get marked down for having tattoos? Well, no, you don't get marked down for having them, but if you can't see something, then yeah. So even like for myself, like my, my right arm is, has a little bit more space on it than the left arm. Like my left arm is completely covered and my, my right arm just has some, some open spaces on it. So because it's not as heavily tattooed, you can see the definition of my right arm better than you can in the left arm mm. sometimes. Um, and the same thing with my chest. Like you can't see the, the striations of the muscle or like the veins and stuff in my chest really when I have them. Like I, I don't have that now. Like I have to be very, very lean to get to that point. Uh, like if I was competing, but even then, like you don't get the definition quite the same. Are you going to uh, keep your abs your- undone? No, I definitely have plans to do it. I just haven't got it done yet. Oh, okay. to- <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's like the only spot that has nothing. Like it's your ass. Well, yeah, so, it's fucking hard work to get them. Yeah, I'm gonna show yeah, them. I don't. I don't have a wolf tattoo. That's the other problem. Because mm. of all the tattoos I have, not one of them is a wolf. So that's what the stomach is. Is I'm doing a, a piece there that's going to be um, like the the face of a wolf, and it's kind of like I don't know if I can describe it. You know, this description, but it's like 
split down the middle. So one half is kind of like um, more artistic designs and style uh, like that. And then the other half is like the actual portrait of the wolf. Uh, okay. That looks cool. Uh, yeah. So the, and the big thing is I want to do the portrait half. I want it to look like uh, my girl, Domino. Okay. My baby, baby. So yeah, there uh, definitely want to have uh, that one done real, real well uh, by somebody. So I haven't done that one quite yet. Which one um, of the, which one of your tattoos is your favorite? I don't know, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, usually like the most recent one, <laughs> um, probably my back. I, really, I like the back. I have a big dragon on my whole back. It took uh, somewhere close to 50 hours to do. God, I think we were like 47 ish. Maybe I don't really remember. We did the whole thing in like six weeks. Um, I was going in a couple times a week for sessions. Um, so we would do, uh, well, we outlined the whole thing first and then I would go in like Monday and he'd work on one part of my back and then I'd go back on, uh, Wednesday or Thursday, something like that. And he'd work on just another area and just kind of bounced around until I got the whole thing colored in. Um, so that's pretty cool. I like that one. It's a, it's a pretty cool piece. It's a big piece. Uh, probably that one. I don't know how how much longer do we have with you? I didn't ask that in the beginning. Um, I I don't have anything really going on right now. I mean, I've, I have a while. I figure it's still good, or we can wrap up whenever. Um, so what are your thoughts on alcohol with training? Uh, just moderation, man. I mean, as far as like the way that it works is, alcohol lowers your testosterone, right? That's just what it does. Not forever. I mean, mm -hmm. if you do it, you know, excessively for a long time, then yeah, I will for sure. But, uh, yeah, it's, so that's the effect, you know, if you, you lower testosterone, you're gonna have a hard time building muscle, uh, burning fat. It's not like an on off switch. It's not like if you drink alcohol, then you can't do that. Right. It is all to the degree that you do it. Right. So the more that you drink, the harder time you're going to have, the less you drink, the less effect it's going to have. Right. You don't drink at all. That's going to be the best case scenario. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying to do that by any means. I mean, I do drink like to be honest during like the winter, I don't really drink very much at all. Not that I have a problem, but it's just not something I typically do during the summer. I'll, I'll drink more when, you know, I like being outside, I like having, you know, hanging out in the sun and having a beer or smoking a joint. That's yeah. very fun. To me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'll, I'll have, you know, a couple drinks, um, maybe a couple times a week during the summer, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then maybe occasionally there, but yeah, it's just not, not really my thing. Um, but I don't, yeah, I definitely have a problem with it. What would you recommend if somebody wanted to drink while they're trying to get in shape? Would it, would you tell them to stay away from beer or? Um, no, not really. I mean, well, I guess if we're talking in terms of like, fat loss right because that's where like calories come into play um you could i mean there's there's ones like i mean that that's the hard part is most of the time when you tell somebody to have one of these beers that's going to be uh you know lower calorie they're typically a beer snob and they don't like that answer <laughs> yeah. so uh, but i do happen to know off the top of my head that bush light has 95 calories and i know Michelob light has 
95 calories, which is fairly low in terms of all that goes. And I think they both have like three or six carbs in them. If I'm correct, I might be wrong on that. Um, But those are like, yeah, those are better options. I'm like, if you're, if you're looking for like a diet beer, (laughs) then that would be the way to go. Or, you know, you can drink your regular beer and it's going to be harder on you, or you can just not drink (laughs) at all. And that's easier. So yeah, it's, that's what I say. It's a choice. Well, what do you want, man? Like you want to lose, you want to lose weight and drink, you know, craft beer. Sorry. It's not (laughs) going to happen. Craft beer is so freaking heavy. So, um, (laughs) I'll tell you a funny story kind of on that subject. Um, it's a little bit different because we're not talking about drinking, but I had this uh, older lady that I trained one time and she was um, 63. So, I mean, not, not old, old, but a little bit older. Um, but the gym that I happened to be at was uh, like right next to this army base. So we had a lot of military guys there. And then we had a lot of military guys, wives there um, who were in very good shape. All right. So there was a lot of um, very in shape, like 20 something girls running around this gym and this lady wanted to look like that. <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, I tried to, as, as honest as I could be with her. I'm like, you know, you're, you could definitely, I said, you can get to something like that. I mean, you could definitely get that lean if you want to. It's, it's simply a matter of losing the body fat. And so we're working and, you know, we're progressing. She's not really following the plan, first of all. So that's why it's not working. Um, but so we would talk about that. Like, well, you need to stick to your diet for more than two days. Like we haven't even made it three days yet. So let's make that an accomplishment. Um, But that's what I told her. I said that, you know, yeah, you you can make good progress, but I'm like, at your age, it's it's going to take longer at 63 than at 23. Yeah. That's just the way that it is. And she gets mad and said, well, it shouldn't be. And I said, well, dude, I don't know what to tell you. Like I, I didn't make that up. Like that's not my rule. But like, does she look uh, like that at twenty? She was twenty three. Like, What's I that? I'm asking, does she look like that when she was twenty three? Yeah, so it's like, exactly, if you probably didn't look like that at twenty three, you're probably not going to look at that at sixty three. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's the thing too. I, I mean, I did a, I did another a consultation with a dude earlier this morning that uh, he he's sixty one and. He said, I want to look like you. Is that possible? Or how long would it take? And I was like, no, dude. I said, I've been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. You're 61. And I said, I started when I was 16. So part of that was through, you know, my late teens, early 20s, when my body is performing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so for me to do 20 years from 16 to 36 for this guy will be 61 to 81 yeah. for the same 20 years, but that's 20 years of your sixties and seventies, right? Not 20 years of your teens and twenties. You know what I mean? So I was like, no, dude, like, sorry, that's like, I don't want to be rude or break your dreams, but no, you're not going to look like I do at 61. Yeah, you gotta like, be realistic. You can get to a look that's similar to mine. Yeah. Like we can put some decent muscle on you and we can lean you out to where you're, you're like shredded, shredded. I can even get this guy leaner than I am right now. Like, and that, that's the big thing is when you're really lean, you look bigger than you are. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's part of the thing too, is sometimes when people see me, especially when they see me cut, like I remember 
a few years ago when I was like super shredded. Um, and I was, that time I was focused only on size. I wasn't there sorry, only on cutting, not on size. Um, and I cut down to 192 pounds, right? People were asking me if I was 270. Oh, wow. Because of what I looked like. I was like, no, dude, like not even close. And I'd tell them what I weighed and they would think I was lying. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I can stand on the scale and fucking show you. I would. I'm like, look, that's what it is. I don't know what to tell you. You know what I'm saying? And and I, I, didn't, I didn't care. You know what I'm saying? That was, that was a thing is, is people would be telling me, man, I just, I really want to get over 200 because that's always a goal for guys is to get over 200 pounds, you know? Um, so I really want to get over 200. I'm like, dude, I'm not even that. And they go, what are you talking about? And yeah, I show them and they're like, what the fuck? And they, like, <laughs> they don't understand. And because dude, it's not about the weight. It's about what, what you look like. It's about your definition. It's about your shape. It's about where, like, I've developed my body to look big. So it's randomly, I'm a big dude, right? But the, the leaner you get when you have the, the cuts and the separations between all the muscles, it almost looks like they're kind of pulled apart. So you look like more like wider, like more separation and everything. So that's a big part. And that's why I told the guys like, man, we could definitely put some size on you and lean you out to where you'll have a look that's similar to me, but no, like that's not, that's not going to happen. So, so what are you, I right try now? to be as honest with people as possible. Yeah. What are you at right now? What am I at? Last time I weighed myself was two eleven, And that was like a couple of weeks ago. I don't like the, and the last time I weighed myself before that was, uh, when I was one ninety two, and that was like four years ago. So, uh, like I, I don't really weigh myself like very often or ever. You, you just go what by saying? what you see. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's what I tell people, man, is it's all about, um, tracking things in a way that makes sense. Right. So if you, if someone has a weight loss goal, right. Typically weight loss isn't actually their goal. Their goal is to look a certain way. Right. And they need to lose weight in order to look that way. So they want to track their weight because that's the thing that they're trying to lose, which is a, you know, it's, that's a good guideline, but that's not what you're concerned about. You know what I'm saying? And the average person has no fucking clue about what they want to weigh. And yeah. I don't mean that in a rude way, but that people just don't understand how fat composition and muscle composition works. So when they say, I want to weigh, I really want to get down to say like a, a female wants to get down to like one of 30 or something like that. Right. Or a dude that wants to get down to like 160, 170 or something like that those numbers are just some random arbitrary number of what they think they'll weigh if they look the way they want to look. But when someone says that they want to weigh 145 pounds, the thing that they're picturing in their head when they say that is not a scale saying 145 pounds. It's a body that looks a certain way. And they think that that's what that body would hypothetically weigh. But that's not based on anything. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That number's not based on anything at all. Just something that this person thinks. You know what I mean? So that's what I tell them. Like, well, do you want to weigh that or do you want to look like this? Well, it looks like this. If you looked like that, would you care what you weighed? No. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. The the bad, this has happened to me twice ever in my life. 
when I say, okay, exactly that, like, do you want to weigh a certain amount? Or do you want to look a certain amount? I want to look a certain way. Okay. If you look that way, would you care what you weighed? And they tell me, yes. And I'm like, well, then I don't know what to tell you besides get over that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the, the wrong answer. Like you can't have both, you know? Um, so yeah, that's what I tell people is, is I don't necessarily say don't track weight. Um, I say don't definitely don't track it often. Like you could do it, uh, uh, at most twice a week, man. Like more than that, like you know, once a week is too much. And every day is not setting yourself up for fucking trouble. You know what I'm saying? There's just too many things that fluctuate with that, right? Like the if you eat food, right? Food weighs something, right? So if you eat, you know, eight ounces of anything, or do you drink eight ounces, right? You added eight ounces to your body, like that's half a pound. Yeah. You know? So like that that adds up. Um a gallon of water is eight pounds and your body can fluctuate up to around a gallon of water a day, depending on numerous things, right? Depending on your, what you've eaten, right? You know, something like sodium is going to cause your body to retain water. Potassium is going to cause your body to excrete water. Um, so the type of food that you ate could depend on how much water your body is carrying, um, Women, you know, uh, hormones, you know, estrogen can have an even greater effect on water retention. So for women, uh, weight can fluctuate even more with water. Um, even the fucking weather can uh, mess with your, your water retention. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if it's hot, you know, you can, you know, you sweat more. If it's cold and you, uh, you retain uh, to keep you warm. Um, things like that, you know, there's, there's a lot of different factors that go into weight to where it's just not the best, uh, way to track stuff. It's like a guideline, you know, it's still good to, to weigh yourself occasionally to see that's going in the right way. Uh, or like when we take body fat, we need to know what your weight is in order to know what your body fat percentage is, which is a better way to go about it. Um, but what I tell people is if you, if your goal is to look a certain way, then you need to track your progress with your looks, which means taking pictures. So that's why I tell people is take, take pictures. Like, I mean, if you want to do it every day, do it every day. If you want to do it every couple of days or at least once a week, I would definitely say do a picture once a week, you know, and you always want to try to plan on doing it in the, the same type of day in the same location. Right. Um, so the lighting's the same, um, your routine's basically the same. Like if you're, if you're going to be taking a picture in front of a window, then you're getting natural light. You definitely want to make sure it's the same time of day because the angle of the sun and the light coming through that window, different things are going to make that picture look different from time to time. That's why photography used lighting so much, you know? So you definitely want to control those variables. So if you do it like, you know, in your, your bathroom in front of the mirror, then that's pretty easy because the lighting is pretty much always the same. Um, but yeah, it's all about consistency. And then when you can start to stack those pictures up and you can even set them up to where you can scroll through them and start to see how your body's changing more, uh, real time like that, that starts to help you see a lot better progress or see where things are holding on and kind of figure out what's going on there. So, um, that's just a better way to track it, man. So like, yeah, for myself, yeah, I don't weigh myself because I just go by, by what I look like, and what I feel like. 
Yeah, because I would imagine the pictures, um, sometimes visually looking at yourself in the mirror, you're not going to see a change. But if you took yeah. a picture every day and then you get to 30 days or whatever, a, a year from now, and you're consistent with it, there's going to be a definite change that you can physically see from start to beginning or start to end. I'm oh, sorry. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and, there, and there's different eyes, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, like my eye to see people's progress is pretty decent. You know what I'm saying? From back when I competed in bodybuilding, I mean, you were paying attention to every single fucking square inch of detail of your body, trying to make sure everything was perfect. And so, I mean, I would like, I would analyze and analyze and analyze uh, like my own physique or other people's, you know, that I was, uh, you know, seeing how they were developed and what, what looked good and what didn't, if I saw something that looked really good, I try to see what his uh, uh, proportions and stuff were like and, and try to, to, to do that. So I, I noticed changes um, pretty easily and pretty quickly, both in myself and my clients. Uh, but I'm used to looking at that, right. The same way you would imagine like a painter, right. That's looking at a painting and seeing, Oh, I need to put a little bit of white here to highlight this and make that pop. I need to add a little bit of black here to create more of a shadow where the average person would not have any idea that those are things, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They wouldn't even understand those concepts because they're, they don't do that. You know what I'm saying? So that's part of where I can help people too, is, you know, it's, it's easier for me to see and point out um, what changes they're making. And then when I can point it out to them, then they can see it. And then that, that kind of helps, you know? Um, but like for myself, when like I'm doing like my own dieting and anything like that, I a hundred percent go based on my body. So like right now I'm still trying to lean out a little bit. Um, but as you know, I put my size back on too, um, I need more food. So, uh, I wasn't getting enough carbs at first I, I found out. So I started adding more, which actually helped me cut up faster because now I was getting the amount of calories that I needed. So that's a whole other thing is that sometimes you can, uh, you can eat more carbs and it'll actually speed up weight loss. Um, but then so I, I added and I added a little bit more and I added a little bit more because I wanted to find where that right level was. So I kept adding more carbs back into my diet until I started to notice a, just a little bit of fat coming back on on my stomach. And so like for me, what I would notice is like the muscles of my abs just started to get a little bit softer in the, like the lines and they weren't quite as crisp. So I yeah. still had, you know, a very good, you know, six pack abs and everything like that. But I had to find enough eye to see, okay, now I'm starting to put all that little bit of fat back on, which isn't bad because that's what I wanted because that, that way I knew what my limit was. And I backed it back down just a little bit from that. And now everything's going great again, cruising in the right direction. So speaking of that though, that's the thing I was going to say um, to answer a question. A lot of people have about losing like the last 10 pounds or something. That's, it's not necessarily 10 pounds. But that's what you, I just can't get rid of this last like mm, yeah. 10, 15 pounds. So the reason why that is, is because your body fat is your stored energy, right? To keep you alive. So when you have 60 pounds of stored fat on you, you don't need that much, right? At that point, it's become unhealthy and it's become a detriment to your body. So your body wants to get that extra weight off as much as possible. Now, when you start getting down to where you don't have that much fat left, you get pretty lean. 
your body has lost all of this fat. It's used up all the stored energy. Now it doesn't have that much left anymore. So it doesn't want to give that up. So that's where your metabolism can then start slowing down. Kind of like we talked about earlier to uh, preserve um, that last bit of energy uh, of, of, of body fat. So what a lot of people then do is they reduce their calories even more and they increase their workout, which is typically cardio, which are like the two opposite things that you want to do. Yeah. Uh, the best way to actually get that last little bit of fat off is to actually add more calories back into your diet, right? So you're still going to stay in a calorie deficit. I mean, it's, I usually use my hands to kind of show, uh, but I hold my hands this far apart. I say, you know, this is your, your calorie deficit now. And then we move the hands a little bit closer together and say, okay, this is the calorie deficit we're going to have now. So we're making that deficit smaller, but it's still a deficit, right? So you're still burning more calories than you consume, but because you increase the number of calories that you were consuming, your body's like, oh, I'm getting this extra energy from here now. I don't need to hang on to that fat because I'm getting more in this direction. So then it can afford to let that uh, last little bit of body fat go. So that's where it really helps is you actually want to increase calories towards the end a little bit, still staying in that deficit so that you do still lose, but increasing will actually kind of push you over that hump. Hmm. I've never heard that before. That makes a lot of sense though. What are your thoughts on a uh, motivation versus dedication or consistency? Um, so motivation is, I won't say not that important, right? It's motivated for one is something that you, you have to do yourself. Yeah. That's the, the thing I hear so often. And I, if I could just find the motivation, I'm like, well, the motivation is why you want to do it. Do you want to be in shape or not? Yeah. Cause if you don't, then like, and that, that's the problem is some people don't care. Like they don't want to be in shape. Like they don't really care about it all that much. You know what I'm saying? They think that they're supposed to be, because of social standards and whatever, you know what I'm saying? They, they want to look a way that's quote unquote acceptable. Right. Um, but they don't really actually want that. Right. What they want is to be accepted. So that's where somebody like that maybe doesn't have the motivation because they really don't want to fucking do it. So with that person, I'd be like, well, let's, let's address why you're, you're unhappy, right? Not why you're not motivated to the gym. If you don't want to go to the gym, don't go to the gym. You know what I'm saying? But find something else in your life that's enjoyable. You know what I mean? So like, I don't think that this is the answer for every single person, but your motivation is what your reasoning is. Right. Mm -hmm. And th that's going to come and go. Right. So discipline and consistency are the most important thing. And you need to have discipline in order to have consistency. Right. So the way that I put it is consistency is like, that's the number one, right? If you do something consistent, even if it sucks, you're going to get somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what I was saying earlier. Like you can, anybody can go to Google and get a decent workout program for free in five minutes. Anybody can go to Google, and get a decent diet for free in five minutes. You know what I'm saying? Not the best, but decent. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not hard to do. It's the doing of those things that's important, right? So even if you do like a shitty workout plan consistently, you're going to get results. You know what I'm saying? 
you could definitely get better results if you did something that was like structured and made sense for sure. But if you work out consistently, you know, five, six days a week doing just whatever, it's going to do something. It just is. It's going to do, it's going to do a lot more than somebody that goes hard once every couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? So that that's the big key. Yeah. I remember seeing something the other day and it was like, most people are not motivated to take care of their kid. They're dedicated to take care of their kids. So that's why, you know, like they'll do something that they don't want to do. Like you don't want to get up when your kid's crying. You know, you probably want to yeah. sleep, but you're dedicated to your child. So that's why you'll do that. And if you look at the same thing with your body, like you may have yeah. a motivation. Like you can read a motivational quote, but it's not going to make you keep doing it over and over again unless you're dedicated to that process. Yeah, exactly. It's Yeah, that, that that's the big thing that – what I, what I try to tell people is I, I try to make it make sense. I try to make it okay for them. Right. So uh, what I mean by that is like, for instance, when, uh, how do I put it? Uh, when somebody like screws up on their diet, right. Or they miss a workout. That's yeah. It's you, you fucked up. That's you, you're not supposed to do that. That's a, a quote unquote failure in terms of what you're trying to do, right? If you're trying to lose weight and you go eat a pizza, that's not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, however, what I explained to people is in the big picture of the whole plan from getting to A to B, you're going to screw up. Like that's going to happen. That's going to happen multiple times. You know what I mean? Nobody is perfect. Nobody's going to get from point A to point B in a straight, perfect fucking line. You're going to screw up along the way. So when you screw up, yeah, you weren't supposed to do that. However, you screwing up is part of the whole plan, right? That's part of the thing that happens. So when you cheat on your diet, that's what I tell them. Oh, yeah, you weren't supposed to do that, but that's perfectly normal. You're, you're going to cheat on your diet. It's going to happen. And then we then work on the why and stuff that that happens. So that's the thing is we use those, those screw ups, those little failures. Those are like the most important times for me because that's where we can actually figure out why it happened. And so that it doesn't happen again. You know what I'm saying? Instead of saying, cause that, that's the thing is if somebody, you know, if one of my clients goes and eats a pizza, like I said, and they could, oh man, I screwed up, I ate a pizza. And I'm like, you're not supposed to do that. Think of your goals. You, they fucking know that. I'm not telling them any new information. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's not the problem. They didn't forget. You know what I'm saying? They didn't care. That's the problem. They didn't forget. Oh, fuck. I forgot I was trying to lose weight. I just ate a pizza. Shit. I should have remembered. I should write a note. No, you just were tempted and you didn't know how to control yourself. That's what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, I saw so something. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah, that's what I said. That's where when somebody screws up, like I said, that's that's part of it. That just gives us an opportunity to work on their problem. Yeah, I saw something one day and it was like, do you make it a priority? It's like, I didn't do this today because it wasn't a priority. Like when you start putting yeah. in that kind of words, it, it kind of puts it on yourself that that's why it's not happening. Because a lot of people yeah. are like, oh, you know, it was a work party or something came up. But if you really want to reach your goal, you're going to do what you have to do to reach your goal, regardless of what's in front of you. True. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's just it. Like the same thing. Like if if you had to work, you wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Like that. that's the thing. It's like, oh, man, yeah, I, I can't go. I have work. 
Okay. Oh, I can't go. I have to go to the gym. No, those are, you know what I'm saying? Like one, people look at things differently. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, you need to treat that like your job. I mean, if you want to be real successful, you do, you know, I mean, like for me, that's part of people, people ask me, they're like, well, you know, how do you, how do you stay motivated to, you know, keep on track of your diet? And I said, well, having my shirt off in front of the whole internet every day. Helps. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? yeah, like that's a, dude, I'm not going to lie. Like that's a, a big fucking difference. You know what I'm saying? Like mentally speaking, like it, it's not even like, it's a thought. that's not a thought almost in a way, you know what I'm saying? Like before I was doing what I do now and posting that kind of content every single day. Yeah. My, my, my diet was still good. You know what I'm saying? But I definitely didn't think, as hard about certain choices, you know what I'm saying? Versus when like, Hey, if you do this, this is going to show up right there tomorrow <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. You is know that, what I'm saying? Yeah. Is so, that, sorry. Go ahead. It changes your perspective. Is that kind of like how we, uh, work out or diet for vacation kind of thing? Like, Oh, we're going there. We want to look at our best, you know, but the rest of yeah. the time, you know, well, it's like the people out of town don't know what you look like. The people yeah. that live where <laughs> yeah. you're at know what you look like. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, and that's, 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 that's a really good point. I never thought of it that way before, but I like that. I'm going to use that one. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a hundred percent. it. And, th- and that's the thing is what it really is, is, is they, they want, what they really want is they want to feel a certain way, right? They want to go to the beach and, Everybody there thinks that they look good, even though they don't know those people. They're not going to talk to those people. They're never going to see those people again. Do you think a stranger is going to come up to you typically and be like, oh, my God, you look so good? <laughs> not <Negative>. really. <laughs> and if they did, you're probably going to freak out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like most people wouldn't like that. So that's my point is, is people are they're trying to uh, create the value that they want to have, but they're doing it through the validation of other people that aren't actually even validating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like what you so, said about the car earlier. You know, people want yeah, nice shit. Really for makes who? sense. Like you should look good. Cause you want to look good. If you don't, then don't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of you know, like, yeah, you said uh, it's kind of like when Tony said earlier, oh, shit, I lost my thought now. Oh, sorry. Uh, you talking about the going out of town? No. Oh, no, how nobody wants to be out of shape and stuff like that. You know, it's kind of like, I guess you do want to be out of shape if you're not taking making it a priority like you just said. Well, I don't think yeah, anybody well, I mean, wants to be fat. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You know, but like, yeah, then again, they, they are, just don't want to put it. They maybe not mentally be ready to right. put in the work or to do the work yeah. to get there. Because we can't, we can't always just say, "Oh, that person's lazy." That's why they're fat. There might be a whole no, bunch of shit going honestly, on. You know, like, seldomly the case. To, yeah. be, to tell you the truth, like, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be, you know, speak rude on anybody, but there, there have been like, I can think of two clients ever in my career that I would say were just lazy. Right. That I'm like, I don't know. Like you just have to do something. And like this, this one particular person, like when we talk about like dedications or kids and stuff, like she would be late to sessions with me. And I told her, well, how, how come you're not late to work? Well, cause I have to go to work. And I was like, well, what about your son? Like, what about, well, 
I'm late getting to school a lot too. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So these problems are bigger than just this, you know? Um, So that, that, yeah. I mean, again, I'm not talking rude, but this particular person, like she just literally didn't want to do anything. Like, I don't mean fitness wise. I mean, she just didn't want to physically do any kind of anything. She just wanted to sit around. She just wanted to exist. Yeah. Which like, okay. Like I, I'm not, it's not my life. I don't care what somebody does with their life. So if that's what you want to do, like, I don't have any kind of judgment on, I don't give a shit about it. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do that, but if that's what makes you happy, fuck by all means, man, be happy. Like that's more what I'm about is be happy with whatever it is that you want to be doing, but make sure that you're actually doing that. If you're not happy, why not? Okay. Then do the thing that's going to make you happy. Or if you're trying to do like this, for instance, if, if somebody's trying really hard to get in shape and they're fucking miserable the whole time, I'm like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of what I, I talked that girl into. Honestly, I mean, I'm almost like talked her out of training with me in a way and not in the terms of I didn't want to work with her, but in terms of like, you're not doing this for the right reasons. Like you're, you're putting yourself through something you really, really don't want to be doing. You're not committed to it at all because you don't want to be doing it. And so therefore it's not getting you a result anyway. So how about instead we focus on you being happy with the person that you are, you know what I'm saying? And the way that you want to live your life and things like that. So I would be more inclined to try to talk with somebody and work with them on like a psychological level to become more confident with who they are right now and not change their body then try to like drag somebody through the process of getting in shape when it's not even going to fulfill what they want anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. They need to find their why. Yeah, Um, exactly. I got a question. So do you work out with our, do you train a lot of guys? Yeah, pretty much. So do you have a lot of guys that come in that aren't so confident when they first start training with you and then they start seeing how their body's developing and it builds their, it boosts their confidence? Um, yeah, to an extent, um, definitely, that is definitely more so with guys than, than women, you know, but, but even that still, um, there's definitely a little bit of a no to that too. And that's, that's another good point is that, um, yeah, when I would like, you know, do a consultation with somebody and, you know, ask them what their goals are and everything, you know, it's typically, uh, I want to lose weight. Um, why do you want to lose weight? I want to look better. Okay. Why do you want to look better? because it'll make me more confident. And I was like, no, (laughs) like that's not just going to automatically make you more confident. You know what I'm saying? And particularly if you're doing this because you, with the purpose of creating confidence, Mm -hmm. that generally means that you don't have it. And if you don't have it to begin with, you're going to have a real fucking hard time developing it. Like it's just not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So that's where, you know, we, we work on that too. We, you know, we work on their, their confidence and which, I mean, that's a hard thing to say about how you work on somebody's confidence. Yeah. I mean, you could, you know, give them lots of compliments and everything, but that's not the way that it works because then you're just telling them nice things that they're not confident. They're not going to believe you. So it's really helping them like kind of get to know themselves. Same type of thing. I talk about the different questions that I ask and asking people, um, uncomfortable questions that they have to come up with an answer for that they've never really thought about 
that's the same way you help someone develop confidence, right? You, you ask them questions that cause them to kind of look inside themselves for the answer. And that starts to develop that. And they start to see, you know, how, uh, oh, I, I can't figure these things out. You know what I'm saying? Because granted, I'm, I'm guiding them there to do it. But all of the thoughts and realizations are coming out of their mouth. I'm just asking the right questions to kind of um, make that happen. And then, you know, confirm with them what it is. You can see, you know, that's awesome. You know, good answer. Like, you know, really confirm that, hey, okay, you hit that one on the right spot. So through that, and they start to, you know, uh, you know, develop deeper beliefs about themselves. They start to see um, the way uh, the world is differently. Um, that can help with, with confidence. So yeah, there's a lot of ways that we work on it with people, but uh, yeah, just thinking that you're going to drop some weight and build some muscles and automatically you're not going to have the same insecurities you do right now you're going to be real mistaken. <laughs> yeah. I wonder like if it's one of those things where somebody like gets to a goal and then they reach that goal and then it's like, well, what's next or why isn't this, this thing that I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Dude. That's, I was just going to say that actually, um, I was actually going to bring up that exact, that exact uh, concept because that happens so much with so many different things. Right. Um, like a, a a big one is like is like money where we're talking about cars and stuff like that is when you're chasing something because of what you think it means you're probably going to be real mistaken mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like that's what i'm saying if you if you want you know this really uh you know whatever badass car right like if you're super into that car go get that fucking car. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. But if you're getting a, a Mercedes or a Lexus or something like that, because, you know, it's, you know, it's a, it's an expensive car and that's, you show your wealth type of thing. You're, you're going to miss out because no one really cares. Like you're never going to get the reactions you want, or then you, it just becomes normal. Like uh, I remember this, uh, I was at this get together, like, months ago and my buddy's mom had just got some new like cherry red Mercedes of some sort that uh everybody's like oh wow that's cool you know it's brand new then like the the next time we were there same kind of group of people and everything Carter nobody's even talking about nobody's paying attention <laughs> yeah nobody's nobody cares you know what I'm saying because once you've seen the thing it's like oh wow that's a dope car okay, like I've seen it now, what, you know what I mean? And so that's what happens is people will, they'll get that. They'll be excited, you know, because it's, it's the moment of getting, it's the success. Of, yeah. I, I did this and I was able to buy a Mercedes and you get it and you drive it home, you put it in your garage, you know, you go out to get in the car to go to work the next day. And you're like, yeah, I fucking did that shit. <laughs> yeah. And you look at that car, you get in, you're like, yeah, you know, you drive that for a week or two or maybe three. And then you just go out to your garage and get in your car and go to work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's just your car now. You know what I mean? And same thing with like your body, you know, you get into really, really good shape. Okay, cool. That's just your body. Your life is all the same. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't change a whole lot of stuff. And, and that's what, what, gives a lot of people a lot of problems is they're chasing validation from external sources. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, they, they want to develop their body because of what they think other people will think of it. You know what I'm saying? And, but you're, you're still living that. So like every single accomplishment that you get, gets stale. That's just the way that it works. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be a hundred percent excited about the same thing every single day. You know what I mean? And if you can be, if you can do that, then you realize you really don't need to achieve any of that stuff because you could just have that right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, that's what I'm very much about is, is helping people with how to be happy and confident with who they are just as a person. And then all these other things are just then benefits on top of that. You know what I'm saying? What are your thoughts on a uh, goal setting? Um, I think goals are sort of important. Um, I had another video. I did it all. I'm redoing it. I did an old one, but, uh, that uh, I titled it goals are bad. Right. <laughs> okay. And again, I, I say things like that as kind of like the headline for a little bit of shock value. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wait, what the fuck is this thing to say? <laughs> yeah. Goals are bad. Well, then I go into explain it because when you set a goal, like that doesn't mean shit, mm-hmm. right? Unless you do anything about it. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, goals are basically the same things as hope. You know what I'm saying? Um, they have that expression of hope in one hand and shit in the other and see which one fills up faster. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to do something about it. So like a, you definitely need to have like a goal. Like you need to know what the fuck you're trying to do in the first place. Otherwise you're going to have a real hard time doing anything because you don't know what you're doing. Right. But then once you know what your goal is, your focus should be on the process of getting there. Right. Like uh, that, that's what you should be focused on. And so the way that I put it for clients, right, is, okay, what is your end goal? What do you want to look like? What do you want to feel like? What do you want to do? All that kind of stuff, right? So we find out what their goal is. And I say, okay, what I want you to do now is think about how that person lives their life, right? What does that person do? When, when does that person, when does that in shape person, when do they get up in the morning? What's the first thing that they do when they get up in the morning? What do they have for breakfast? What do they do after that? What do they have for lunch? What do they do after work? What do they do in the evening? What do they do for dinner? What do they do with their friends? What do they do on the weekends, right? So you start to think about how that person lives their life. And okay, does that person live their life the same way you live yours right now? No, then that's what you need to change. So the focus is on doing the things that that person would do and you do those things now and then you become that person right like people want it to happen the other way around they want to like somehow find out some secret that now they're just going to operate differently and it doesn't work that way everyone everybody wants the magic pill like yeah what did you really do to get like that you know well it's like they say if you if you get in a plane without direction you're going to crash yeah yeah a hundred percent. But uh, yeah, man, like that's, that's, that's really it is, is you just, you really need to be focused more on the process. Right. And, and so when people say, you know, when you feel discouraged, remember why you started, no, don't remember. Like, that's not like, that's what we were talking about earlier. Like people didn't forget that they were dieting when they cheated on their diet. You know what I'm saying? They didn't go out with their friends and be like, Oh, son of a bitch. I forgot I was trying to lose weight. Yeah. 
No, you just didn't care, right? So why didn't you care, right? And and like I said, some mistakes are, are okay. And like I don't want people to, you know, cut out all bad foods and drinking and anything like that because that's not like you should be able to live your life the way you want to live your life. Have you a little moderation. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it, it's, it's teaching people how to have that moderation, that balance, that control. You know what I'm saying? And and live a, a life that's this normal like that's the thing is most people really don't have to change that much shit mm-hmm. about what they're doing you know what i'm saying it's a little it's just making a few minor adjustments maybe eating a couple different foods maybe eating a bit less of certain foods you know and being more active right and that can mean a number of different things it doesn't necessarily mean working out in the gym you know there's a lot of different active stuff you can do you can play a sport, you know what I'm saying? Um, you play, you know, adult pickup sports. You can play have fucking kickball tournaments. You know what I'm saying? If you do stuff like that, you know, that's fun. You know, there's lots of stuff. Um, I mean, where I live, there's lots of hiking around. Um, tons of different options of things to do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's just about getting, you know, more clear on what you want, but then getting clear on what the person that does that does. That's what I say the most important thing is. So what do you say to people that beat themselves up when they screw up on their diet or what have you? And then they just say, well, fuck it. I'm just going to keep eating bad. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily, I, I, I kind of usually just ask them like, how does that make sense yeah. to you? You know, type of that thing. Cause like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have an answer. You know what I'm saying? So if they're the ones that said it, then I want them to answer the question and explain what the hell that means. You know what I mean? Because um, it's like, I why mean, erase all the hard work you did for one bad mistake? Yeah. It's like they say, you wouldn't throw your kid away if your kid fucked up, or hopefully you yeah. would. I mean, there might be some shitty yeah. people out there. Well, and so, and, and so, yeah, with that, I mean, that kind of goes back to like what I was saying, where, uh, um, that's part of it, right? Is is I kind of remind, okay, yeah, you screwed up, right? You shouldn't have done that, and no, that do, that doesn't help you get where you want to be, right? But you know that I don't need to tell you that for you to know that. That's mm-hmm. what I typically tell them. So that's where we get into that. Yeah, you screwed up, but screwing up is part of the plan. Like it's part of the program. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I tell people is, yeah, okay. So a program, we're gonna do a three month program. You're going to fuck up a few times within that three months. That's going to happen. You know what I mean? So that's the part because most of the time when people start beating themselves up, it's because they, they feel like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I fucked up. You know, they, they get all focused on the negative part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the, the positive part about it is that was supposed to happen, right? We knew it was going to happen. It was going to happen sooner or later. We tried for it to not happen while knowing that it's going to, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of one of those catch 22 situations. So when they do screw up, now we have something to work with, you know what I'm saying? Because like, that's why I tell my client in like in a consultation, I'm like, I don't know what your problems are right now. And you don't know what your problems are. Cause if you didn't know what your problems were, you wouldn't fucking have them. You know what I mean? That is like true. You, they yeah. wouldn't be coming you to you. You think you know what your problems are. Right. Yeah. But you haven't, you haven't, you haven't addressed the real ones, the, the deep ones, the ones that you avoid that makes you do the bad choices. That's what happens. You know what I'm saying? Um, and like, why, why do you make a choice that you shouldn't make? Right. Like if you're trying to lose weight, 
and you decide to go eat a pizza, you know, you're not supposed to do that. Right. So why did you do that? Like, that's, that's the part that we, we get into. Right. And if I just tell them, Hey, don't eat pizza. Oh no, that doesn't matter. And if they beat themselves up, okay. That's also not helping either. So that's where we we try to figure out, uh, you know, why that is. So, uh, yeah, like the, the, the problems that people have are always benefits, right? Cause that's where we get to do the most work. Cause other than that, I'm just taking, I'm just taking somebody through a workout. Anybody can do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's when they have problems that we, we work through those. That's where like the magic happens, so to speak. That's where you're actually changing the way that your brain processes information. Um, even like when I was first starting doing like the online stuff and I was putting out a lot of, you know, good stuff and I was trying to build my following and there wasn't one in the beginning. You know, I started, I started a new account, started from zero um, and working on building that up. And so it was like months of just posting and posting and posting and getting very little to no traction at all and just yeah. doing it over and over and over. And I got so frustrated because I was like, dude, why is this not working? Why is it not going? Like, I know I should be doing better. This da, 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 da. And all these different things that I was upset about because I didn't think it was supposed to be like that. Mm-hmm. Once I accepted the fact that that struggle and feeling dumb of posting a bunch of stuff and nobody paying attention, feeling like that in the beginning, that's how it goes. That's part of the thing. So once I'm like, Oh, it's supposed to be like this. Okay. <laughs> well, that's not a big deal then, you know? So that that's the thing more often than not is the problem is not the problem itself. It's the person's resistance to that problem. You know what I'm saying? They suffer more because they don't want the problem to exist than if they just deal with the problem in the front and be done with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you were saying about your posting and all that good stuff. Like it's a lot of patience and consistency with anything you do, man. Like you, yeah, your body anything. or your, like this podcast we're doing or your, your Instagram page. That's why a lot of people quit because they're not seeing the quick results. Because I think a lot of times with social media, people only see the highlight shit of what people have done. Yeah. They don't know how long it took you to build your following, you know, and, how long it took you to get your body the way it is. So patience yeah. is key, man. I mean, I think a lot of us, especially like in this digital world, we want everything now. Instant results yeah. kind of thing, right? Yeah, it, that's exactly as it is. It is yeah, like that's where, where technology and industry has has kind of, it's blessed us and fucked us at the same time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, now, like the, the fact of we have access to all of the information ever, at our disposal, like any, any person on earth, well, you know, in a developed country anyway, and um, do basically anything. They can access all of the information to learn anything that they want to learn for free on the internet. Right. So there's endless amounts of, of information out there. However, then there's also endless amounts of bad information out there as well. And a bunch of just useless stuff and, uh, all kinds of bad shit too. So yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's that as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really learning how to manage that. Like I was saying with like the service industry, you know, as I think people have gotten so uh, comfortable with the idea of going to a person to fix their problems yeah, that they forgot the fact that not only can they do it themselves, 
they're the only one that can do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like there's not a person on earth that can make a difference in your life besides you. You know what I'm saying? Like I can, and here's, here's the part that so, somebody else said this and I took it. So it's not my own words. Um, but there's this guy, let's do uh, uh, Ram Dass. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Ram Dass. Um, excellent, excellent uh, speaker. But he, uh, he started one of his um, uh, lectures by saying, what is it you guys want me to say? You know, and the room kind of sits there silently like, well, we came here to listen to you talk. You know? <laughs> yeah. Not the other way around. And he goes, well, I've been doing these things for a long time. And what I've come to realize is what you want me to say is something that you already know, because I can say something that's infinitely wise and I'll look out in the audience and you'll nod. And if you nod, that means, you know, Mm -hmm. so if you know, why did you need to pay to hear me say it? You know, so that's, that's what I'm saying is like, and that's, that's the point of it is if I, and that is kind of the way I go about things is I try to, my, my, way of going about it is to ask people questions that open them up to new perspectives that they didn't think of before mm-hmm. and look at a situation from a different way than they looked at it before. Right. Um, so I can say something like that and that person might go, Oh shit, that makes sense. You know what I mean? So it's when you do that, you connected with a part of them inside that already knew that, like, that's not some like epiphany type of thing. There's a reason why that made sense to you. Otherwise, because if it didn't, you'd be like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that that's the thing is when you realize that even the people that help you the most aren't even necessary because they only told you something that you already knew, mm-hmm. then that gives you an even better idea of how, you are really the only one that has the power to do anything different. You know what I'm saying? You can, you can have help, you can have assistance, you can have guides by all means. You know what I mean? If, if that wasn't the case, I wouldn't have a job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, you can definitely get people's help, but it's understanding that you are the one you're just getting help. You're the one doing it. You're the one doing the work. You're the one going to have to be in the uncomfortable situations. And that person's going to be there to guide you. And that's all that will make a big difference. But if you expect yourself to change based on what somebody else said, mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. Yeah. There's a guy, I'm pretty sure you've heard of him. Gary V Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh yeah. Uh, he yeah. says like people always want him to give them permission to do something they know they should be doing. It's yeah. like, don't wait for me to tell you to do it. Just fucking do it. If you want to do it that bad. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Oh yeah. That's, that's exactly what it is. I saw a thing, I think it was either last night or this morning of him. Uh, he was on like a call with somebody and she said, um, you know, in 10 years when I'm a millionaire at 25, I'm going to shake your hand. And he goes, the fact that you just said that guarantees it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, because you're going about it for the wrong reason. Like if you're, if you're going about whatever you're doing to make a bunch of money and shake my hand, you're going to fuck up every way of doing that yeah. because you're not focused on the right thing, you know, and which kind of goes back to like what I was saying about um, goals, right? If you're focused on the goal, you're not paying attention to where the fuck you're going. Mm. Like you can't drive anywhere. If you look at the map the whole time, Yeah, <laughs> you know, you got to look at the road like most of the time. And then you can kind of check to see if you're on the right course. But most of the time you need to pay attention to where you're going. Yeah. You got to map it out. 
And yeah, like you said, like, and be focused on it too, because without like any direction or whatever, or any type of um, focus, you're just going to lose track and end up in a road or uh, off the road or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So what is your goal and, with, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. What were you about to say? Oh, no, I was going to say sometimes that's part of it, you know, is, is those detours are, you know, that's part of the way, Yeah. you know? So what is your, your goal with your uh, company? Like what's the, the plan, I guess. Um, I mean, the, the, honestly, to put it real simple is, you know, on the, the, the idea of the whole brand is, you know, help people be better and just spread the idea of what, um, that is right. Spread positivity, just uplifting everybody. Right. I want, I, that's where that, you know, that clothing brand came from and spreading that. So that, that's where like my real, uh, the real mission for me is, is behind the meaning of like the clothing line and then what the other stuff is. So, you know, the clothing line is about spreading positivity about, um, you know, unity people, you know, helping each other, lifting each other up. Uh, that's like when people ask me questions, uh, and I, and I answer them and they thank me so much. I'm like, yeah, man, that's what we're here for. We're, we're here to help each other. You know what I'm saying? Like you have a question, I have an answer. That's how we grow together. You know what I mean? Um, then, you know, the training, obviously that's, that's more my vehicle to do it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So my main goal is helping people more with, um, their inner self, right. Um, mental health, uh, confidence, feeling good, being, you know, compassionate to others, all of that type of stuff. Um, fitness is kind of more of my vehicle of the way to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Is, um, I don't necessarily have the same type of influence as if I just went and start talking about all of that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But with what I've done with the fitness industry, what I, what I look like and what I do, that uh, is intriguing to certain people. It gets their attention. And then through that, I can, you know, spread more of the, the message I really want to, to spread, which is, is that of positivity and growth and unity. It's like a Trojan horse. You're using your physique yeah, to exactly. spread the positivity. Because, I mean, you could just be like, oh, I'm just some gym bro or whatever. But then you're like, no, I'm a really nice guy who wants to see people do well and, and not only look good physically, I want you to be well mentally, too. And yeah. with this world we're living in, man, we need a lot of that. Because, like they say, there's there's a lot of fucking good people in this world. But a lot of people will take their time on social media to talk shit or to do negative stuff. And it's like, yeah. you need to fix what's wrong with you inside instead of trying to bash somebody else. So if you have yeah, people it, out it, there all like weird. just, you know, draining down positivity on people, hopefully eventually it may trickle down or people look at the people they hung out with. And be like, I don't want to hang out with those people. that are just negative exactly. all the time. Yeah, exactly. You get, you know, there's definitely, you know, energies are definitely a big real thing. Like, I mean, you can tell like, if you walk into a room where people were fighting and they're not, mm. you can tell that there was fighting happening. Yeah. Yeah, you know saying like you can feel that tension, you know what I'm saying? And same type of thing, like, and, and that's that's one of the things that I I had to learn a lot with um, you know, what I'm doing, uh moving up with the online stuff and kind of stepping into the the social realm that I'm a part of now is because my stuff has grown very fast, very a, a lot very quickly mm-hmm. um through social media over a matter of weeks. And it was a crazy, you know, experience for me to be, you know, 
a matter of weeks, a month ago or so, um, you know, being this person that was, you know, trying so hard to, you know, move this whole thing forward. And then uh, one of my videos uh, took off. It went over a million views. Another one's almost over a million views. And from there, that's when everything started pouring in. And, um, you know, I've been getting thousands of new followers a day, um, 2,000 all the way to 5,000 daily. That's a lot of It's just fucking crazy. So, yeah. So, and the way that people talk to me now is different. Like they, like, oh, I can't believe you responded to me. Like we were saying, you know, I'm like, well, yeah, man. Or, you know, they, they just treat me like I'm like a celebrity of sorts, mm. you know what I'm saying? Which like, it's all new to me. Like I have a hard time, you know, I keep, there's a part of me inside that keeps saying I'm not, you know what I'm saying? But then there's a part that's like, well, that, that, that is kind of starting to be what's happening. So that's a part that I had to accept is like when that starts to happen and people start to see you in a different light, I still just here at my house hanging out, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I I'm still the same me. Right. So that's another part we were kind of talking about earlier when people, you know, achieve their goals, but almost for the, the wrong reason, or they thought something would be different then mm-hmm. that's where, you know, they can have a hard time is, is you'll get people that they, they have the, the fame, they have the money, they have whatever it was they were set out to do, but then they still feel like them because yeah. you're, you're still just you, like you're still just you living your life, no matter what's going on in your life. So people have this idea that things are just going to be different and they definitely can be, but there's definitely a lot of stuff that's the, the same too. So when I started kind of, you know, figuring that out, started to move, move in the direction that I was moving, um, I had to realize that I had to step away from some friendships, um, not in because there was anything wrong with people, but it's that energies thing, man. Mm-hmm. Like when you're, you are the person, the sum of the closest five people you spend your time with, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So if, if the people that, and that's what I'm saying, like my, the, the friends I was hanging out with then are not bad people by any means. They weren't getting into trouble. They weren't doing anything wrong. You know, it's, they're not shitty at all, but they were very content in where they were. Right. Yeah. Not, not happy, but content. Like they weren't happy. They complain about their job. They would complain about this and that, you know what I'm saying? Um, but they also weren't doing anything to change it. They're like energy vampires. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's why I'm like, bro, I can't, I can't be around that. You know what I'm saying? Like I can, and I, I can manage my, my emotional state and I can manage myself fairly well. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I put a lot of focus into it for a long time. Very, very conscious about that. However, you could be, it doesn't matter how well equipped you are. If you're surrounding yourself with that consistently, it's going to rub off even to a degree that's maybe not necessarily detrimental, but damaging, you know what I'm saying? So I really had to step back from uh, some of those, those friendships and really focus on what I was doing to kind of drive to, to that next level. And I'm still friends with all the same people that I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just don't spend as much time with them as I used to. And I don't talk to them that much anymore. Who are um, your who are your, like, who do you, um, look up to like in the fitness world or just in general? Um, fitness world. Hmm. 
Um, there's this dude, Ryan Fisher. He's, he's a good trainer out in California. He's really cool. Um, I believe a lot of his, uh, philosophies, uh, this dude, Brian Alzru, uh, he's a strongman trainer. He, he's a real cool guy. Um, I talked to him a lot a few years back when, um, I started doing my own gym from here. Um, he was a big inspiration for that and it was super helpful to talking to me. Um, so that was, that was the thing that was really cool for me being back then. It was, you know, looking up to that guy and be like, Oh, he responded to me. That's so cool. Yeah, you know? Awesome. And now people are saying that to me. I'm like, Whoa, that's weird. Um, but the, the real weird one was I've had a, um, three or four different people now, um, that I'd followed for a long time, um, that I was fans of that it added me and hit me up and told me that they were fans. And that was something I wasn't like, I never thought of, I never the idea never crossed my mind of somebody that I was a fan of becoming a fan of me. And that was a little bit of a, a wake up call to me of seeing how I still perceived other people to be like a different level type of thing at the same time that I was feeling weird for other people treating me that way. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, Whoa, it was like a, yeah, it was like a whole, like uh what is that called? Uh, inception. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Dreams of like, dreams. oh shit. Like I, I, I thought I was handling this one way thinking it was weird, not even realizing I was doing the exact same thing at that fucking moment. It's so funny what like, you say wow. about people when that you, they send you messages or when you sent that person a message and they answered mm-hmm. and it's like somebody calling you and they're like, Oh, I didn't think you were going to pick up. It's like, why'd you call me? Then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Why didn't you answer? Well, why'd you call me? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, man, th- those are a couple of big ones. Um, person I really like, listen to a lot of, he's dead now, but uh, Alan Watts. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Alan Watts. Um, Is that the quote you posted on your story today? Oh, yeah. Actually, I did post that one. Yeah. Forgot about that one. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, he, that that is probably, I would say he is probably my biggest uh, influence or hero, so to speak, uh, or person that has done that I've learned the most from to change my life. And that's, I mean, he's been dead since the sixties. So it's literally listening to, uh, or I think the eighties, but anyway, um, listening to a lot of, uh, just his old, uh, recordings and stuff. That's, um, he gets into a lot of like, uh, philosophy. Uh, he covers a lot of like, um, Buddhist type of principles and, and things like that. But a lot of, um, more how the, the psyche of the mind works, um, different things like that. So it's a lot of, a lot of perspectives, um, that were really opening to me that helped me see things a lot more clearly and then navigate them more clearly and, uh, be able to help other people in the same way. That's awesome, man. Well, we usually, I don't want to keep up your, all your time cause it is Saturday, but, uh, we yeah, usually, we usually, uh, ask people what's their advice for people. Um, biggest advice would be whatever it is that you want to accomplish, start doing that right now. Like there's, there's nothing to wait for, you know what I'm saying? And that, that was like the, for me, you know, when I started, uh, I, I keep using this, um, online stuff, this social media thing, cause that's, that's been my biggest, um, accomplishment recently, personally from, I mean, granted, I've been doing training for, I said 20 years, but going from in person to online would like the whole, it was a like a new job 
You know what I'm saying? I, I thought I was still a trainer. No, <laughs> I am, but a completely different thing with the online thing. So that was a whole new realm for me and trying to learn and trying to figure things out. And um, I would definitely have a, a tendency for a paralysis by analysis of trying to learn everything I can about a subject before doing something to the point where eventually you just keep trying to consume information without ever actually acting on it. So it was a lot of just, okay, cool. Like you just got to start posting stuff. And I felt real uncomfortable when I would post like these, you know, long captions, these elaborate things. Like I was talking and I was talking about important stuff to nobody who was listening, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it makes you feel real dumb and real insecure and, and whatever. And it, it made me feel like a, a fake, you know, like, mm. a, a, like I was somebody that was trying to be, an online trainer, you know what I'm saying? Um, versus then realizing, no, you just decide you're going to do that. And then you start doing that and it happens. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't, there, I didn't do anything. That's what people have asked me, like with, you know, since I've been blowing up, it's like, what did you do that really, that really worked? I'm like, I was consistent. That's it. Like, well, yeah, yeah but what'd you change? Fucking nothing, dude. I've <laughs> yeah, made a couple yeah. adjustments. You know what I'm saying? Like, I changed the lighting a little bit. Um, I put the words in a different place on my screen or use a different font. Like I've, I've made a couple minor adjustments that have, I think made, you know, certain videos look a little bit better, but it's not anything <clears throat> groundbreaking. You know what I'm saying? Even like my lighting quality and my camera quality is, I mean, using my phone and stuff. It's, it's not ideal. I, like, I want to upgrade my equipment and do better stuff for that, but I haven't been able to do that just yet. Cause everything's been going into, um, you know, just building up what it is, but that's the big thing is I just had to start doing it. And when you feel like a fake, that's all right. You know, um, there's a, a, one of my wife's favorite quotes uh, from a show she likes is um, sucking at something is the first step to being really good at something. Mm. So that's it. Like if you, and, uh, a lot of people avoid doing things because, they don't know how, or they're bad at it. And it doesn't feel good to suck at something, but you have to, like, that's the only way, like you didn't get up and just start walking one day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You fall, fell down a lot, but as a kid, you just don't know any better. You fall down, you get back up like a reflex. You know what I mean? You don't sit there and go, Oh my God, I fell down. What do people think? They think I suck at walking. No, <laughs> you just get up and you do it till you do it. You know? So that's my biggest advice, man is like, learn what you need to learn always educate yourself for sure but most importantly just start doing it and stay consistent i think like, that's if so you can do those man. things if you could just if you could start if you could just start whatever it is that you want to do and then keep at it consistently you will 100% get it like that's that is it like anything else aside from that is just more minor details that can kind of help the process along and you find, and you don't learn what those are until you start doing it. Yeah. I you remember, I mean? yeah, I remember seeing um, like some people talk about, they don't want to start doing something because they're worried about the outside judgment or, you know, they're not getting the traction that they thought they were going to get. And it's like, well, one, you're not owed anything. Yeah. And then two, it's just like, if you keep doing it, there's an ask for every seat. There's billions of fucking people in this world. And we're, especially if you're doing something that's online, 
Yeah. If somebody likes your content or what you're doing, somebody's going to tell their friends about it or somebody else is going to hear about it and it's going to snowball from there. So just keep keep moving forward. It's like that Rocky thing. Like keep moving forward. Like don't yeah. stop, man. Like and a lot of times people are so quick to quit because it's, quitting is easy. Like yeah. putting in the work and doing the shit that you're doing is is not it's not easy. So you have it's hard. So you have to keep consistent with it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that the hundred percent man, best advice I'd say is whatever it is, just start doing it no matter how like the only thing you need to do to start is know what you want to do. Yeah. Like you don't need to know how, you don't need to be good, you don't need to have even necessarily a plan to start. You know what I'm saying? You just start doing that. What what is the first step? What is the very fucking first step to do that? Right. Okay. Then go to Google, search that. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. What's step two? Right. And that's the thing is like people get too caught in the big picture. Right. That's, that's where there's a lot of stuff like that. Like the, um, uh, you know, focus on the big picture. No, don't do that. That's just wrong information. You know what I'm saying? That's in my opinion, that's not a matter of perspective. I mean, there's, there's times where you want to see the big picture. Like when I talk about backing up, like when somebody fucks up on their diet and I tell them, yeah, you fucked up, but it really, you didn't because fucking up is part of the plan. That's, you know, taking a step back and looking at the big picture, but that doesn't mean you want to focus on it. Yeah. You want to focus on the, the mistake that you made, right? Okay. Why did I make not that you made a mistake, but why did you do it? Right. What was the thought process? What went through that? So that that's where um, I work with is, with people with is trying to really identify their thoughts. Right. And that's, that's what I really try. That's what that Alan Watts helped me a lot with was uh, learning how to really observe your thoughts. And because we just have like a constant stream of thoughts going in our mind at all times, like that doesn't shut off. You know what I'm saying? You can learn how to manage it. You can learn how to, to quiet it. You can learn how to do that. That's where like things like meditation and stuff uh, are definitely a good practice um, with that. But it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a big part of, um, you know, just keeping, keeping your focus in, in the right area on what you need to do. And when you have that thought that comes in your head, then asking yourself, why did I think that? Mm. Right. Rather than just acting on it. You know what I'm saying? Like I've had that where like my, say my wife says something to me and my first thought is like, not necessarily like a negative one. Right. But let's just say that, right. Like whatever she said, for some reason like that, I took a negative. So for me, rather than just, you know, having a negative thought and then reacting to it, my, I think the thought and I go, Oh, that's interesting that I thought that. And then I look at that. Well, why did I think that, you know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. Like it takes time and it takes practice and a lot of intention to really learn how to master and, and analyze your thoughts, but doing so it's like a practice, man, anything that you practice, you get better at. So that's something I've dedicated a lot of my uh, consciousness to is observing and identifying my stream of thoughts so I can figure out where they're coming from and address that. So I can change things and program my mind in a productive way. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the way our brain works is our brain just takes in information all day from the things that we see, hear, smell, whatever. We just take in all this information 
and then run programs to kind of sync it together and make it make sense. Mm -hmm. So when you've been just running the same type of program in your mind for X amount of years, you have to like reprogram that and you can't just turn it off, right? It's, you have to work that old program out and you have to instill a new one. So the more that you become conscious about what you're thinking and why you can start to then control those thoughts more in the moment to where that will reprogram your mind to make more similar thoughts and choices subconsciously the rest of the time. Does that kind of make sense? That's yeah. a good way of looking at it, man. Well, it's also like to go off what you said a little bit, like what do you do? Uh, Drew Manning, uh, the trainer that gained the, uh, it was, you know, regular trainer then gained the weight. Yeah, yeah. Like it's kind of like him. He had to understand what his clients were coming from. So yeah. he decided to go through that journey. And, you know, it's not hard. I mean, it's easy putting it on, no doubt, right? But, man, yeah. you know, he on, on some of the uh, – on the second time he did it around, he was struggling taking it back off, he said, in the last month. He was like, man. Yeah, because he did it the second time he did it when he was 40. Yeah. And it was just last year he did it. That's right. And I was like, man, you know, and it's just one of those things, like, you just never know what anybody's going through. So that's he had to, he had to figure out his clients, I guess. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I mean, there, there's a number of different things. I mean, there's, you know, the, the, that definitely, you know, opens your mind to the the physical aspects of it and just how much harder life is when you're, uh, that weight, you know, um, and a lot of people, you know, some, some people that have been overweight, like their whole life since they were a kid, uh, they don't know any better. You know what I'm saying? Um, I had a guy I was talking to, um, the, uh, I was going to start training that, uh, he was talking about, um, that he has a, he has a really hard time working out because he doesn't have very much energy and he just doesn't know what to do. I was like, well, you need to start working out. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like you don't have energy because you don't do anything. Yeah. You know? And like, I mean, I, I said it, I said it nicer to him. You know? Right. Like, when I speak to God, you know, I, I say the same exact things, but I use a few more words. So it sounds nicer mm -hmm. than just being short and blunt. Um, but what I told him, so he, he had told me that he'd been overweight his whole life. And so I told him, I was like, you know, keep in mind, we're, you know, we start small, we do what you can do. And I said, but remember, like, you're going to get more energy as you lose weight and feel better and become more active. I was like, for, but from your perspective, like if you've been overweight your whole life, you might not know what that's like. You know what I'm saying? Like you think that your life is just the way life is, which that's a, that's a sad thing to think about. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like the number of people that um, have been so out of shape and like tired and hurt for so long that they don't, they think that's, I mean, maybe not normal. You know what I'm saying? Like if somebody's overweight and their back hurts all the time, they probably assume that that's not, you know, the way that just humans are, but they probably don't realize like how much it doesn't need to be like that. They don't uh, realize that like there can be a uh, like, they can feel relieved from all yeah. the excess, like non-functioning weight that's on them. Yeah. Well, like I saw this other, it was like a, it was like a cartoon meme and it said it had a, like a person, uh, uh, like with a therapist and she, the therapist says, how's, uh, or the doctor said, how's your depression? And she goes, oh, just the normal amount. And I said, the normal <laughs> amount's zero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but th that's the thing, man, is so, so many people have been so out of shape for so long, or even like mildly out of shape 
for so long that they have no idea what like a baseline normal human life is supposed to feel like. You know what I'm saying? They think that like this, you know, pain and indigestion and tiredness all the time is the way that it is. And it's like, no, you're like, you're doing a lot of shit wrong. <laughs> it doesn't have to be that way. Well, it's like you said about the person that weighed 500 pounds is walking up the stairs and you said you could not carry 500 pounds up the stairs. Like you don't think about like 40 pounds. Yeah. Like if I had to carry a 40 pound weight with me everywhere I went and that's like if you that's stomach fat, you know? Yeah. So it's like, oh, shit, man. When you break it down to like a micro level, it's like, OK, now it makes a lot more sense than just the big yeah. picture. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's wild. But that, and that, that's exactly it. It's like imagine so grand like i say you know say he's even say 250 pounds right that's still a large person Mm -hmm. that's losing 250 pounds that'd be like if i just put 250 pounds like put me and like a baby on your back (laughs) to carry around that is insane man that's yeah like that's like laying on you while you're sleeping you know that's what a where uh, sleep apnea comes from a lot of times is when people are overweight, they can't breathe at night because there's so much fat on their body that it's weighting down their rib cage and squishing their lungs. So they can't fucking breathe like that. Like if you're too fat to sleep, man, like that's not okay. Yeah. (laughs) Man, like you put it like that. It's really God bless. You don't think about that kind of shit. Yeah. And, and I, I don't, I don't mean it. Like I said, I don't mean that rude by any means. You know, when I say, you know, if somebody's too fat to sleep, like, I don't mean to be offensive by any means. It's more of like a, Hey, it's a wake, wake up, up call. Like, or you might not wake not up. Good. Exactly. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you might not. Yeah, exactly. We had a guy on exactly. here. He used to be 600 pounds at one time and then I got, I think he dropped it and then he gained it back again or something. Now he's down again to like two something, I believe. But he, I didn't even think about this, but he said he outgrew his car. And like, like sometimes like he couldn't even shower, like, or like if he took a shit, he would have to shower to like, to clean himself off. And it's like, fuck, man, I never thought about that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing though. It's like, what, what happened? Like that, those people, it's not laziness. You know what I'm saying? Like you didn't, you didn't get so lazy that you got too fat to fit out your front door. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you've seen those where people have to like cut a hole in the wall yeah. of the house to get a oh. person out of it. I'm just like, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like, but that, that's my point is what that's where the whole industry is really significantly failing, in my opinion, as far as like the fitness industry, because there's not nearly enough focus on the mental side of it, mm-hmm. right? On the mental health side of things. And, and fortunately, I feel like in more prominence in our culture um i think really the last like three to five years um mental health is becoming more uh than it used to be yeah still a long ways to go a really long ways to go but people are starting to actually take it seriously Mm -hmm. you know where before it was kind of treated as like a almost like a taboo thing yeah you know i'm saying like if oh if you needed help then there's something wrong with you and so people just don't want to admit that there's something wrong instead because hey as long as you don't address it it doesn't exist right <laughs> yeah well it's like they say about like people can have diabetes or heart disease or something else some kind of ailment but like somebody that has a mental problem they're looked at as like 
well, get the fuck over it type mentality. And it's like, yeah, exactly. That's so exactly. archaic, man. Like, I don't think anybody wants to be depressed. I don't think anybody wants to do these heinous things they do when they're depressed or whatever to themselves or to others. Yeah. So it's like figure out the why of why people have these issues. Like start researching that, like put some money into that type of shit. Yeah, exactly. And then, and that's the thing, man, when, so, when somebody's that overweight, like that takes fucking work, man. Like, I mean, I, I can say, I mean, granted, I mean, food isn't my big thing. Like, I have, like I was saying, I have a hard time eating enough when I'm eating to to gain size. I'm also having to eat a lot, a mm. lot for my size. But that's my point is like, I eat a lot and it's difficult to do. You know what I'm saying? So like the, the people that are, you know, extremely overweight, like that's hard to do. Like you're, you're not, you're not like hundreds of pounds overweight because you really like food. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because even like that, the, that, that pleasure is going to wear off. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're not eating food because you like it. You're using it as a distraction for something. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Whether it be, you know, um, stress eating, emotional eating, whatever the case may be, there's something that's causing you to use food as a crutch to make you feel better. Right. So that's what the way I explain when people do that is because, you know, I mean, I, they even have a, I saw a, a flavor of ice cream at the store. The flavor was called breakup brownie, <laughs> the name of the flavor, which is funny. I always use that as an example because, you know, people talk about, that's always a joke, you know, break up, get ice cream, you know, mm-hmm. I'm emotionally eating the, I ate this and made me feel better. Well, no food doesn't make you feel better. Like, some people try to argue about, you know, the sugar can have a dopamine hit or whatever. The Yeah. But the significance of that is very small. Yeah. It, you're like, I'm sorry. Like food is not changing your physiology. It just isn't like, and as long as somebody believes that they're telling themselves the wrong story, that's going to complete, continue to believe the same thing. And they're going to just continue to have the same problem. It just doesn't work like that. Food cannot change your mood. What it can do is change your focus, mm. right? And that's what happens. So if somebody's depressed, right, and they decide to, you know, they're depressed, they're sad, you know, what do they do? They just kind of zone, go to the fridge, open that, don't see anything, go to the pantry, don't see anything. They're just bummed. They don't even really want anything. They don't know what they want. So they finally get some, you know, chips and start digging into that. And they go, oh man, that's good. And so your brain switches from whatever you were focused on before that was, you know, depressing to being focused on a different thing. So it didn't actually make you feel better. It just distracted you. So you weren't feeling bad because you weren't focused on the bad thing, you know? Well, I know it's like they say, like when you eat shitty, you feel good in that moment when you're having that, like, cookie or whatever you're but then you feel like shit if you gorge yourself but it's just like the same thing like you don't want to go to the gym but you only feel good after going to the gym yeah, yeah exactly yeah i've never known anybody to regret going just to the gym yeah but i tell you what i sure do regret eating like shit and then like yeah. oh man it like hurts like it, one day i remember i had to go lay in my bed because it was hurting so bad i was like what the fuck yeah. did i do why I was like, I'm, oh, start, dude, I'm, I'm like, I'm starting tomorrow. I'm starting. I got to get it all in. And man, yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, I fucking was in pain for 
four hours after I ate, I think. Like, it started, like, 20 minutes after I got done. I was like, oh, my God, please. Because I know this yeah. one trainer, he always says, like, eat till you're satisfied, not till you're full. It's yeah. uh, Mike Dolce. I don't know if you ever heard of him or not, but. Yeah. That's yeah, one I've of his things. Of him, yeah. But, no, yeah, that's that's absolutely, that's absolutely good advice. For sure, for sure. Um, and that, that's that's a part of it, too, is there's so much, there's so much culture behind finishing your food. It's you like those saying? kids are starving in Africa. You're not going to eat your meal. It's like the meal is not going to help them out if I eat it or not. Well, it's kind of like, you know, you yeah. remember what I was like when I lived with my parents and my mom, when we were kids, oh, you know, there's a, you know, not in Africa, but like, you know, in India or wherever, you know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. like, and yeah, the no, this is the reason I'm fucking 250 pounds at nine years old or whatever it was, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's, there's so much of that, man. And it's, it's crazy. And I, that's what, that's an example I use a lot of times too, is, um, you know, people are like, well, I really need to clean up, you know, clean out all the junk food in my house, but I don't want it to go to waste. <laughs> and I'm like, it goes to waste. If you put it in your body, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, it's yeah. not good. It, you just, you can either put it in the trash or you can put it on your ass. Like <laughs> either trash way, it's ass. getting wasted. That should be a shirt. You know what I'm saying? If you put it in the trash, you don't got to fucking deal with it no more. If you put it on your body, now we got to work for another three fucking weeks yeah. to, to do that. You know? So like, yeah, the whole concept of, oh, I don't want to waste it. Well, you did that when you bought it, <laughs> you know? Like, well, they say like, if you want, had, it was wasting when it was made. Yeah, they, they say like when you want to do junk, you should buy it like out somewhere. You shouldn't bring it home with you if you're going to treat yourself. Like yeah. go to a restaurant or something? Yeah, like or like if you're going to just get like a, a cookie, get it at a place. Don't buy a pack of cookies because then you're going to eat the whole, the whole pack, pack of cookies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I actually hadn't heard that before. That's a really good idea. I like that. So where yeah, that's, can, that's a big one. So, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no. So uh, where can people find you like online and all that jazz? Um. Easiest place to find me right now is on my Instagram. That's like the, the number one thing I'm using right now. Um, Instagram is lifts with wolves uh, with a period in between words. So lifts dot with dot wolves. And then um, I have the app coming out here. Uh, like I said, a few more days. So um, we'll say middle of this next week. Um, definitely. And that will be called true alpha PT. It'll be available in the app store. If you have an iPhone or the Google play store, if it's an Android, um, and then I'll have a, a website with that as well, but it's kind of linked up with the app. Mm-hmm. Um, cause basically everything will be done through there. So, uh, my Instagram is, you know, where people write daily stuff. Um, I daily, I put, I post my own workouts daily that people can uh, follow along with if they want to for free, if you want to do what I do, which is a bit extreme for a lot of people. And um, I do have no a shit. piece of specialty equipment that, um, that I use at my gym that not every gym has. So following along with what I do exactly might not be the easiest thing for everybody to do, but, um, yeah, that's why I have to, this app coming out. They will have um, six different programs to start with. Um, and then I'm adding a whole bunch more, but I wanted to have at least that. Uh, so there's some options for people to start with and um, you get access to all of them. Um, there's different goals everywhere from, I have like a three day a week, first time in the gym program for people who have never been to a gym before in their life, have no idea what they're doing. Um, never been active, fit, anything. It's a good starting point for them up to um, an advanced bodybuilding program like what I do 
um, an advanced strength program, which is like the same level of what I do, but like totally different goals for somebody who's wanting to gain strength rather than uh, size, like what I'm doing. Um, and then there'll be like uh, a couple different, like moderate in between programs, you know, so uh, some for different levels uh, for everybody. And are you on like on YouTube or TikTok or anything like that also? I am on, I, I am on both. I haven't really done much with either of them yet. I have my YouTube is going to be taken off soon, right? Um, that's kind of the big thing going into that. Uh, we've been putting just all time into getting this app launched. Um, yeah. we're, the goal was to have it done by uh, January, um, which we basically did. But then uh, a guy uh, wanted to trade me some work for because my wife and I just did all the videos ourselves. Um, but a guy that I know that has a um, video production company asked if I'd be down to trade um, training for for his service doing that. And I was like, yeah. So we uh, reshot everything um, a couple of weeks ago with his company and they did it all professional. So it's even better, better quality. So that kind of pushed us back a little bit. So yeah, we've been scrambling to get this app done, but then yeah, YouTube is going to be the next big one. Um, Instagram is just the better platform for me to grow from. It's yeah. just easier to do that from. And now that that's happening, I can direct a lot more people to uh, YouTube because I can do a lot more. I can talk a lot about a lot more stuff in uh, longer videos than what I can try to cram into a one minute Instagram reel. Yeah. That's very, you know, that's true. why I was excited for this with you guys, because like, I, I really do best in like a conversational setting like this, you know what I'm saying? When I could talk with somebody, we, you know, talk about different subjects and it just kind of flows and I have a lot more stuff I can talk about, you know, rather than just sitting down and running through a whole spiel of everything I have to say. So yeah, I'm going to move to YouTube too and do a lot more long form uh, stuff like that as well. Have you thought about starting your own podcast? Uh, yeah, I'm actually, I am planning on it. That was the next word's going to be out of my mouth. So <laughs> <laughs> I've, been wanted, I've been wanting to do that for a while. Yeah. Um, it's just been, it's been one of those things of um, the order of priorities. Mm, yeah. So um, the, the big one right now is the app, which is almost, almost done. I think my wife and daughter are working on it right now. Um, just oh, so y'all are in-house building it? Yeah. Well, oh, that's sorry. fucking awesome, man. So we're, so the company I'm working with, it's a, it's a company called Fitbud. Um, they're actually out of India. Um, so they have like this, uh, it's the whole fitness app, like platform type of thing. Okay. So like all the framework is, is already done of like the different, you know, the workout section, the exercise section, what it all looks like. It's all, you know, everything's formatted like that. But then, you know, we go in and put in our own, videos right mm, so all okay. the exercise videos are the ones that i had done of of me actually explaining things the way i explain it um i want to say properly but <laughs> um <clears throat> but yeah so me explaining me demonstrating um like all the different graphics or like our brand and everything you know there's different icons have all the like each exercise has a little picture icon you click on that and the video pops up so you know, I still have to load little thumbnail pictures into everything. So, yeah, it's it's very uh, it's, it's a real good deal. You know, it, it allows for like full customization of everything for us, um, which is still you know a lot of work. But like the the framework is already done, so we don't have to like do the coding. Oh, okay. All that yeah. Stuff. That's yeah, awesome, so man. Very, very, very user friendly. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, as far as like 
you know, if there's, you know, other trainers or something listening, then that FitBud um, doing that app would definitely be something worth checking out because it's, it's real cool. I'm really stoked about it. There's so much that can be done with it. And it's so uh, user-friendly, you know? Um, but yeah, that'll be definitely be a good one. But yeah. With that, I want to do the podcast after we get that launched and start that going and uh, do more long form discussion type of stuff. Yeah. I would like to have you back on again. Cause it's really yeah, talk, sure, easy to talk to you, man. Yeah, yeah. It's been great. Been a great conversation. You guys are good. You know, bouncing around. We covered a lot of different subjects, all super valuable. I think. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, we appreciate it, Ben. Thank you for your time, man. Yeah, I absolutely, mean, man. Yeah, um, we'll that means a lot to, to us. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, have a good one, guys. It was a pleasure talking to All you. All right. We love you lots. Bye. We'll talk again soon. Yes, Bye. sir.